0: Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy or Professor Penn Podcast or Hebros if you wanna okay. if you wanna consolidate them. The Hebrews show is coming soon. We're working out the kinks just one one thing at a time. I got the John Fredericks radio show starting up in the beginning of January. So you guys will be able to hear me uh, on, on a daily basis there. We're gonna post those radio shows to the YouTube channel as well, the Royce White USA YouTube channel. But for tonight, we're gonna air this on Professor Penn's podcast and then I'm gonna rerun it on Friday for my family and friends episode cause, hey, we might as well-, we might as well uh, Get some mileage out of it. Get some dual use out of it. The conversation is gonna be great, I, I assume. Um, welcome back, Professor Penn. Or I shouldn't even say welcome back. Good to see you, Merry Christmas. Um, we're, we're, we're fast approaching the new year which is sure to be the craziest or one of the craziest years of my lifetime, certainly when it comes to American politics. We're gonna pour the McAllen here. Um, but good to see you, my man. How are you?
1: Merry Christmas. Good to see you too. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. I'm going to pour slide that, slide that glass over here. We're going to do the McAllen thing today. We've been meaning to do this, but I was doing a water fast and I'm still doing somewhat of a fast, but we're going to, Oh, we're going to deal with this. I'm going to make a toast, a toast,
1: a toast. This is the toast. One year ago at this time, we were sitting in a car, and Rice looked at me, and he goes, man, we could do so much if we started podcasting. He goes, "Uh, you know, you'd be great as a podcaster. And my answer was, what's a (laughs) podcast? What's a a podcast? Because, you know, my age and as busy as I am, I don't have a lot of time to do that kind of thing. But as it turned out, it worked out pretty well. We came a long way in one year.
0: Yeah. One close, year. Man.
1: Here's to you. Yeah. A healthy twenty twenty-four. Yes. I hope we're here at this time next year having another one.
0: Well, that, and I guess that's what, what we're gonna talk about today, huh? The uh the, the title of this podcast is rightfully um Hootie and the Blowfish.
1: <laughs> you did it. Couldn't hold couldn't <laughs> hold
0: couldn't hold yourself. Episode back. 147, <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. We're gonna talk about this uh this scourge, is that what you want to call it? <clears throat> this this uh, skirmish. I mean the thing between Palestine and Israel kind of blew up, then it died down. Now it's starting to bubble up again. It's starting to spread into the greater region and people are gonna play their cards, how they're gonna play their cards, and, and you, you were watching uh, some, of the, some of the activity over the weekend or over the, the past week.
1: I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Why yeah, do you call give, it fear porn?
0: If, oh, it's, oh, the fear porn is out of control in this country and around the world. I mean, it's just fear porn nonstop. You know, if, if you're not afraid of um, of losing your hair or losing your ability to have an erection or losing your ability to, you know, kill your children, kill your child uh, for, for some women, or losing your ability to, um, you know, sell out uh, ad nauseum to whatever political, scientific, managerial elite there are. If, if you're not worried about that, you know, and I got to sell you this or I got to sell you that or, you know, you're going to miss out on the next trend. You know, you need the iPhone 15 because if you don't have the iPhone 15, then you don't have the best camera. Then your pictures that you post on Instagram where you link your ass cheeks to <coughs> OnlyFans for money, big money, too, um, then, then you know, you've missed the boat and your life is, is meaningless. Right. And so, yeah, it's just fear porn. All this like turtles all the way down. And if there's a real diagnosis of the, of the the society we live in, the fact that only the fact that women make as much money as they make on OnlyFans is probably the single greatest example. I mean, it's obscene, the amount of money that young women can make. What men have done, it, it, you know, we we say this earlier before, but I say it again. It's a crisis of femininity, but it's a failure of masculinity. the The fact that men have become such jerk offs that women. Now, forego the former women's rights modus operandi for only. I mean, the, the former, the women's rights initially, m- the movement initially was we want to be able to go to school. We want to be able to get educated. We want to be able to be in the workplace. We want to be able to vote. We want to have equal citizenship in some sense. Now it's, it's, we want the fast track. I mean, you guys have already screwed us. It's, they're, they're, pitches or their rationale is you guys have already screwed us for so long we don't even want to play around with the with with equal opportunity anymore we want to fast track we want to exploit your uh your vulnerability to 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 jerking off and so there's women that are making 130 150 thousand dollars a month on on OnlyFans, and guys are subscribing it, it what's worse about it is not even just I mean, you would think it's pornography or like video chat, and there's probably a combination of of the you know, of things that they do. But I mean, it's getting freaky, like you know, just women with their feet making thirty, forty thousand dollars a month on OnlyFans, just posting pictures of their feet. And so, if that's not bad enough, hey, we we're gonna go to war with the Houthis too.
1: You know, I've I've watched this. Uh,
0: I'm gonna make sure this light is all the way on. Keep going. I,
1: I watched this. Um... I watched this my entire life. I was born at a time when uh, women had very limited options. The option was to get married and have kids. And uh, it was a traditional family structure, a traditional religious structure. And, uh, you know, there was people out there on the front lines. One of them was my mother. She was one of the original bra burners. And uh, her political philosophy, her entire life, has been about righting the wrongs that she believed had been forced upon women. Mm-hmm. And in 73, we had Roe versus Wade. 74, my whole high school went on the pill. In 75, the orgy began. <laughs> it was just that quick. I mean, because all these girls came back in 74. I mean, I was in high school. Mm. And they all started saying we're on the pill, and we didn't have any idea what the pill. We didn't know what the pill was. Mm-hmm. What's the pill? Oh, I went for my primary care checkup, and my doctor asked me if I was having problems with my period. This I heard this many times. We didn't even know about periods. I mean, this was not something people talked about in the early seventies.
0: Really, I mean, it was had, that. It was that. Oh,
1: we were. We had no idea. I mean, National Geographic was. Uh, that was. That was porn. I mean, we most of us didn't even have access to Playboy at the time.
0: That's how far we've come in, in my life. Fifty years. it's just crazy mm. and uh, scary.
1: Well, it you know the the girls. You know, I don't even know what they really were thinking about it. I mean, when they went into the, I don't think they were looking to be sexually active. I think they went to their primary care checkup to get back into school and then somebody had been going around to all the doctors in my town and selling the doctors on prescribing the pill because that's the way that business works, right? The drug company has a salesman. And if you get so, so many prescriptions written, you get a junket to Hawaii or however they do it, there's some kind of quid pro quo. But when the girls figured out that they could have sex without the concern about pregnancy, Mm-hmm. Which was a double banger because now there was also, you know, abortion was also the law of
0: the land, yeah, right? Tied in there, yeah.
1: Oh, everybody just went. Took about two years. The whole culture went bananas, just bananas. And the change was so quick. The change was so quick that there was not no response.
0: I mean, and I didn't, I didn't even mean to sidetrack it because I want to talk about this military. Uh, activity that's going on there with the Houthis and this this whole deal because that, that really is the, the signal from the noise, right? <clears throat> and for everybody out there who doesn't understand, the military-industrial complex is always for the most part the signal from the noise. That's just my opinion. The most important thing we should be worried, the three things, the debt, the border, forever wars. Very simple. America first, top three priorities, the debt, the border the military industrial you know complex in the federal years Wars? it's
1: taken the movement so to speak to boil this down because you can go down you were talking about the sexual politics you can go down that highway mm-hmm. there's a lot of different places to get lost in the weeds we now have understood what the democrat is selling be they democrat or republican the Uni party we know what they're selling we we got that down to three issues right yep Climate change, social equity, democracy. Very simple. If you like climate change as your modus operandi and you want to give up everything you're ever going to have for it, they got a place for you to go. I mean, really it's about poverty. Their ideology brings about poverty, a shared poverty, because we love this earth so much, we
0: hate ourselves. Well, and I—I I don't know if you saw, but I posted on Twitter. I was watching Godzilla because, my, you know, family time holidays. I'm a movie watcher in general. I love movies. It's, Did you watch Payback? I, I'm gonna watch. Would Payback. you please? I'm watch gonna watch it pa- tonight. But but I was watching Godzilla. <clears throat> King of Monsters is the second Godzilla that's come out in this latest iteration of of uh, recent Godzilla canon, and um. The plot of this this particular Godzilla is there is uh, a number of monsters that they've located these titans they call them titans Godzilla Mothra King uh, Ghidorah you know all these different you know Kong they're they're considered titans in this in this universe um, and they found them they located them through this program called Monarch and uh, the woman and man from the first. Godzilla that came out about 2016. They're now featured in this movie uh, as two scientists or, you know, researcher type people. And uh, the movie just kicks off right away for those. is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. It's actually a decent, decent movie. The graphics and animation are incredible. Um, but it kicks off and, you know, you got to have a Merc group that comes to raid the facility to try and use these Titans or monsters for their own ill agenda, right? Crooked agenda turns out the the woman who's married to one of the other main characters or was married they share a child together you think that she's a good guy being you know uh, caught in the middle of this raid from these mercs, but really she actually is behind the plot and they get to this point in the very early part of the movie where she's on the 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 comms uh, visual comms you know pass through from one ship one raptor helicopter, one raptor to another raptor, and she's explaining to her kid's father why she's involved in this plot. And it's about a four-minute monologue about humans being the infection of the planet and releasing these titans, although it's going to probably kill bi- billions of people, will be good for the planet because the titans have a level of radiation that that um, that encourages uh, vegetation, uh, you know, growth, life, so to speak. And it's just the most anti-human pitch. And I, I bring it up just to say that um, th- their their climate racket, it's it—it's explicitly anti-freedom because it's anti-God and it's anti-human. But they are earth worshipers. And, they're, they're, and, and what's hard to tell is if they genuinely worship, worship the earth or if they're just using it as the worst front of all time. Because I know there are people, and this is what I've been trying to do on Please Call Me Crazy lately, is distill down between the sort of monolithic figureheads of these political ideologies and global movements versus the grassroots drones and sheep on the ground in any given community. Because if you hear Newland or Kagan or Klausch or Harari talk about things from a philosophical standpoint, it's much different than when you talk to your average person who's going to run out on the street and sit in front of a crosswalk or lay down in a crosswalk on behalf of the climate. Um, I don't think Klaus and those people really believe in the things that they're preaching. I think they're just using it completely as manipulation. But I think the people on the grassroots level really do believe, uh, number one, that the earth is in great peril, and number two, that human beings are the the problem and the plague of of uh, of, of existence. What do you think?
1: I think they're the same people that sit around on street corners and uh, said to repent because the end is near. It's the same, it's the same impulse. Mm. Human beings are afraid of dying. That's very normal, yeah. natural yeah. and what we're waking up to in the America first movement is, is how deeply that fear is being manipulated by the people that we would be trusting, to allay our fears, yeah. But instead, there, we were just coming on air. I was just seeing the royce. We're talking about fears. I said, "Well, there's no UFO that's alleged to have been by Air Force One when Biden was on it. No, there's a, there's a uh, asteroid coming. What they call that asteroid? What they call that?
0: The God of chaos. The
1: God of chaos is coming. I mean, we're constantly being perturbated And how can you think clearly when you're terrified? I mean that that's really what we're getting. You you just said as the lead into the thing that next year was gonna be this incredible year coming and Yeah. Maybe not. We really don't know it. You know, well, yes, yes, because of well, the election. Of well, course,
0: yeah, it's gonna be regardless. But I mean,
1: you we, we have this this increasing dread.
0: I'm not it's not I'm not dreading it at all. And I wanna be clear. I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna I'm not afraid at all. I'm not afraid at all. Great, lead. You know, I'm a yeah, lead. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm a man of faith. I mean, you know, I'm afraid of things like this. I'm. A, I was at a basketball game recently. Okay, a high school basketball game. Spend a lot of time with my alma mater. It gives me such joy to spend time with the young high school kids, uh, not only at the high school level but the younger ones too. And the, you know, kind of building a special program at 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 Hopkins. Um, it's always been a special program, but. But it's special for me to be able to be involved and um, I'm enjoying the, the kids. But anyway, I'm at this varsity basketball game and we're at another high school and, and this high school is in a little bit rougher part of town. Uh, got a lot of a lot of crime and stuff in the in the area. So naturally the younger kids you know it's it's always been that way. I don't if you're from Minnesota, Minneapolis, you know back in the day, go to a Minneapolis North Henry game, you go to a St Paul Johnson Central game. you're bound to have some scuffle some fireworks and in worst case scenario it might be some gunshots. Um, in the parking lot. Usually, never in the in the gym, but but certainly in the parking lot. <clears throat> well, this particular high school, which I won't say because I don't want to bad brand them. You know what I mean. I, I think they're trying to work on it. But um, anyway, we're at this school, and I'm sitting down after our game was over. It's like a big jamboree; bunch of teams played. I'm sitting down, and I'm watching the next game. And uh, at about halftime of the game. I'm, I'm starting to look around and see. I had a couple of the younger, younger kids there, seven, eighth graders, to watch the game. And uh, I'm looking around trying to find them because I'm, you know, thinking of heading out. And just as I started to do that, there was a scuffle that broke out behind me. Uh, and the bleachers, like, about five five rows up. And uh, that, that thing happens where everybody starts to panic and run and they start to, you know, move out of the way at, all at once, you know, 30, 40 people. And you just know it's like, you know, it feels like a guy has a grenade or something or, you know, a gun. It was most likely what you thought. Uh, and and I thought that. So I just kind of got out of the way, got on my, got on my high horse and kind of moved out of the way because I just knew if a guy had pulled a gun where I was sitting and if whoever he was aiming at had moved in my direction and he had an automatic enhancement on his pistol, a switch is what they call it in the streets these days. If he had a switch on his pistol, I was getting hit. No doubt. I'm scared of shit like that. I'm scared of dying or getting injured in some type of situation that's completely unnecessary. Um, but I'm not afraid at all of, of being the victim of tyranny. In fact, I would much rather be the victim of tyranny than I would die for no fucking reason. And I think people have a tough time with that. You know what I mean? I think people have a tough time. I
1: told you I had this massive panic attack over Christmas. Mm -hmm. We went to a, huge outside. And again, I'm not going to mention the, the names. Mm-hmm. We we went, the family went to a huge outside light display. It was alleged, allegedly a Christmas display. Actually, when I got there, it was rather pagan. There was really no Christmas images. It was what do you a, mean? Well, they didn't have a Christmas
0: tree. There was, had, no nativity, no right, Christ, there was no nativity, no Christ, no Bethlehem. It was deal. very
1: non sectarian. It was very non-religious. Okay. It was just a bunch of lights mm-hmm. and you walk around these lights and your brain gets altered because there's sound and there's lights. And I was walking along and I it was very family. I was there with my family and I was thinking, wow, this is a great family moment. And I was really enjoying family. Mm-hmm. And then I looked around and there was like four or 5,000 people in one little area. And what ran through my mind was, oh, this is a terrorist haven right here. Yeah. If you were going to ruin Christmas for the United States of America, one suicide bomber could have killed eight and a hundred people. And I had a panic attack and I thought that exact same thing. You know, I don't mind dying for
0: a cause, a, a cause, but freedom, right? Just to be out God, here walking yeah.
1: around in some lights and getting killed.
0: That's just dumb. Yeah, like this is really a an, an app apple use of my time, and you know it's. It, and I'm, I say that again because I'm seeing it. I've used my Instagram, and we're gonna talk about the military. We're just having a, we're having a ball here. Hey, hey guys, if we're not getting to the subject matter quick enough for you, my apologies. Um, was there some commentary on that? No, nah, I just I just see it on my show sometimes. Your lead ins are take too long. No, you just want to watch fucking re- You are a cuck for Mark Zuckerberg. You don't even realize it. You want your content, you want your you want your meat right up front. You don't want to sit, you know we, one don't thing I like, know, we don't even know what we're gonna talk about. We don't even, we're just talking, but the one thing I love about Europe, and there's very few things I love about Europe, and I wanna say as a preface to this comment, we are not Europeans. And we should look to not follow in the Europeans' footsteps so far as we possibly can in every way. But the one thing that I appreciate about the European culture, specifically Italy, is when they sit down to have a meal, they sit down to have a fucking meal. I mean, there isn't even fast food in Italy like that. I mean, there is. Now there is. But, but if you're going to sit and eat an Italian custom, you sit down to eat, right? And you eat. I mean, lunch there is, what, three hours? Every day, then you know, some people will criticize that and say, oh, the Italians, they don't work hard enough. That's why their economy goes up and down or whatever. But, but you know, neither here nor there. point is, we, we're so impatient. I mean, the impatience is baked right into our inability to think about things clearly. Like you were saying earlier, the fear just adds to it. But before we even get to the fear part, the fear porn, we have all but abnegated Patience as a part of our intellectual culture, practice. Intellectually, we are impatient. And I know we're going to talk about Stu Peters and the Nick Fuentes thing. I know you you've been you've been watching Stu Peters lately. And he actually invited me to come on his program um, about a month back. And I and I told him I would. I, you know, I'm not shying away from any any conversation about anything. But um, Alex and I talked about it as well. And he, Stu was on Alex. And, uh, I mean, Alex had the interview and we talked about this a little bit, but I want to get your, your insights on some of it as well. But you know, my, my point is we're so, we're so damn impatient. We're so damn impatient. So what I was going to say about, um, the, the European culture is it's, it's valuable just to sit down for a moment and, you know, let things progress. Right? I mean, yes, we're in a crisis. Yes, things are dire. But it's just like in sports, just like in anything. You have to be able to slow your thinking down in the chaos. You have to be able to become laser focused in the chaos. You don't ramp your emotion up to this erratic, manic state to match the chaos because then you're just, you become a kamikaze. You become a suicide bomber of a different variety. One of the
1: greatest things about podcasting is feeling the responsibility of preparing meaningful information for consumers yeah. of that information requires some thinking. We've been working on intellectual ideas since the first phone call we ever had. Yeah. And it just develops over time. That's what the community is about. We're up taking information from the community. I know you are, I know I am. People put comments in, they're part of the community, and I'm sure there's people who see their ideas get recycled back into the community and they know it came from them. That's the beautiful, that is the coolest part about being in this role is getting to receive all this information and taking the time to go through each comment and to answer each comment. Of course, it's easier for me than it is for you, but I'm, I'm trying to keep up with it the best I can. We care about these people. Yeah, We want the people in a movement it is politically potent that's why we're doing this
0: yeah absolutely you know more and more i'm discouraged yeah i'm discouraged but i'm encouraged at the same time
1: what's discouraging i you? was
0: encouraged when we you know we we launched the campaign last week yeah. that was fun yeah um the i thought the the launch video turned out great i thought it conveyed all of the all of the important um points that that we want to emphasize for for my campaign but the america first movement in general if you haven't gotten a chance to see it it's uh pinned on my twitter and getter and and true social as well um also on the youtube channel you can find it it's it's uh it's out there so i'm encouraged you know and i and i, and I do enjoy seeing a lot of the feedback that when you talk about real issues like that it resonates with people um because even within our movement, there's a fear porn version that you could do with some success. Uh, and I don't think I don't think that the the launch video did that. We, we talked about things at a broad enough level, but tied them in together to help people understand what the what the real dangers are. Um, but I'm also discouraged because more and more. I mean, I'm on the Internet and, and there's this one particular corner of the Internet that I found. That just reeks of nihilism. I mean, it 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 just shouts nihilism, really does. And it's it's the uh, it's the high risk because you know we're talking about people being afraid to die. And in some sense, people are afraid to die. But in some sense, people seem to have this impulse to want to expedite their death as well, right?
1: Yeah, you've been talking about that a little. Yeah, bit, and, that I, and I and
0: but I see, and I don't say it just as a, as an aside. I see it. I see it integrated like all the way from the top down. If you look at what our political elites are trying to promulgate on the world stage with, with pushing us into war, conflict, crisis, I see that in this little corner of the internet at the community level, you know, at the everyday level. And it's these guys who free climb the side of a building, you know, 150-story building. I saw it the other day. A guy was climbing. He was up there uh, probably, you know, I don't know, must have been seventy floors up, right? Maybe he was only thirty floors up at the time. It was good enough. You're definitely good enough to splatter all across the, the pavement below. Good enough to fall below and hit somebody walking on the sidewalk and kill him for sure. And this particular guy, the fire department and the police had come and they had uh, been yelling from below. Uh, you know, <clears throat> stop what you're doing. You know, we want to. We're going to come help you. We're going to come get you. We need you to. St- and he was yelling, no, I'm a professional climber. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional climber. And they were telling him, "Now, for us. You're a trespasser. Well, no, <laughs> for us, you're a tragedy waiting to happen. And we're going to have to come pick your fucking skeleton up off the sidewalk, motherfucker. So, you, you know, you, this might be fun for you. This might be a passion or a hobby or whatever for you. But we're going to have to come clean it up. And so we're coming to get you now. And he was making the case on the video, and the whole premise of the video was kind of like, no, they don't realize I'm a professional climber. If they do what they're saying, I could fall. Like you know, I they're because they, I guess they were going to try and come get him from above. Don't break my concentration. Don't break my concentration. That was his. That was the point of the video, and I, I couldn't help but think to myself, who the fuck is this jerk off, and who raised these this generation? Who are these people? I mean, who? How? Did you arrive there? And what made it even more crazy? Because I'm seeing these all over the place. This particular guy says that he's climbing buildings to spread the gospel of Christ. Oh, that's nice. That's great. And it's, this is a real corner of the internet. And, and I post them every day and people message me and they're like, can you stop posting these? They're like, they bother me. They make me feel queasy, nervous. And I, and I just, I met every last one of my messages. This is the reality. You people, increasingly, you wanna try and dance around, skate around, talk around the reality. Every time I find a, an extreme dose of the reality, that's what I wanna show people. That's what I wanna tell people about. There are people who are so <clears throat> nihilistic about their life <clears throat> that they, they find it uh, necessary to climb up to very high places with no harness, and risk death for, I don't I don't know what, views, likes, just to show other people that they don't give a fuck about their life? They wanna broadcast that they don't care about their life? So, and it, it, it maps onto what you were saying about the Christmas place you went to, because when I see that, I start to think, I'm not going to public places at all that are unnecessary.
1: Because why? I feel that way about airports now.
0: Who was the one who's been saying that the airports are fucking retarded? I haven't liked to fly the whole time. They make fun of me for it. I'm like, are you people dumb? You know, it's, the airport is a fucking nightmare. It's
1: funny. It's funny because it'd be nice to have a really convenient psychological diagnosis. For example, the military industrial complex is playing with everybody's life, and they're ramping it up everywhere all the time now. Right? Could it be that this nihilist is actually reflecting the? Tenuousness that we all have over the maintenance of our own lives because there are powers greater than us that can destroy everything. And he's actually asserting some control over
0: that wild. Yeah, but that's, but that's, but yes. I'm just saying. No, that is what they're doing. I understand the psychological. Root of it.
1: I mean, that's kind of they want to
0: they they want to take back some dominance in a in a society where they feel no sense of self governance for them. Yes, that's a sense of self
1: governance. That could be a very good diagnosis.
0: Absolutely, but the that is the that is not the right response to tyranny. That is not the right response to totalitarianism. The right the right response isn't to become a kamikaze.
1: You know, I have an idea what the right response is. Are you ready?
0: Join the precinct strategy, precinct
1: strategy. Yeah, that'd be right. That'd be right. Yeah. You know, Dan Schultz continues to say that you're the only candidate who is consistently supporting action in the, in the public.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, re- the kind of action that has a result and we're still struggling to develop a cohort of people that are willing to get involved at that level. That makes me depressed.
0: That I'm does not, make- I'm not even depressed about it. I mean, I'm just discouraged by by it, you know? And on a daily look, I said on my podcast, I I have come to grips with this long ago. This shit ain't for anybody else. This shit is for my own salvation. That's it. You know? That I mean that that and you gotta come to that place. Yeah, but if long-
1: everybody did that. They'd all understand the power of the giving over and giving up narcissism and nihilism and giving over to doing something for the United States of America and for God and for family. They should do it. Because that is a very healing kind of, you know, from just a functional thing about doing things for ourselves. Because I agree with you, I'm doing it for myself too. But you only discover that when you get the benefits of doing it. There's a, Tangible psychological and physical benefit from giving up narcissism and self absorption and starting to live your life for Christ. It's a very powerful, health inducing kind of a decision. So, if we could, you know, that, you know, when you say, well, depressed, not right, but discouraged, I'm thinking, where's the millions of people that just want to jump up and take care of themselves selfishly? just selfishly, yes, I have sin. I'm going to wash my sins here down by the river.
0: Not take even take me that. to the river. Take me to the river. Not even that. Just selfishly, I want to have a life that's more decent, more hap- you know, happy, more, more better well being, more
1: just... financially. You know, blessed. Yeah. Yeah. This is another thing. Too. The
0: hatred and self loathing is becoming very apparent, and that's discouraging. It is because it... you would think you would as as a person. Who's running for political office? We always say that we represent the people, but, I mean, your representation really can only be as good as the people wish to be represented, right? That's it's, kind of a problem, isn't it? That's a big problem. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I can only—it's like we tell uh, you know young athletes. It's like you would tell your child. I could want it for you, but I can't want it more than you want it for you. It'll never—it'll never work. It'll—you—you you will never be able to generate the type of commitment and discipline you need to excel and, and get to that level of greatness. And even more so, you won't even like it. So it won't be fruitful and beneficial in the long run anyway, because if I have to force you to do it, then you don't really want to do it. That's why God gave man free will. If you have to force me to love you, it not really worth much, right?
1: So people have to get on that track and start working through a long, it is a relatively long process. It's not like you show up overnight and you go, oh, I'm giving up everything and I'm picking up my cross and I'm going to do the Lord's work. It doesn't work like that. It's a psychological process that takes time. One of the first
0: things. Yeah, but wait, can can we get clear about this though? It's not even that they're doing, it's not even that they're not willing to pick up the cross and do the Lord's work. They're doing anti-Lord work. And you got to be very clear about that. There's a lot of neutral people out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of folks that got a lot of problems still, a lot of sin, a lot of a lot of things that they haven't ironed out in their life. That's different than being a Satanist. That's different than climbing to the top of a of a, a telephone tower with no harness. That's different than getting a gun and, and going to shoot up a bunch of people. That's different than you know, uh, convincing all women that abortion is their sole source of political relevance. These things are not middle of the road. They're not neutral. And that's what I'm saying. Increasingly, people aren't neutral. I mean, people have always had problems. Everybody has problems. That's baked into the cake. You're going to have problems. We're getting way off in the left field now. I mean, this shit is getting way out of control. No better example than, than Houthi and the Blowfish, the, 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 new, the new holy war. Um, the
1: escalation.
0: What do you think? You've been paying attention over the last week. I I, I honestly haven't. I knew exactly where we were going. I, I know exactly where we're going. I knew where we're going. I said it when Israel and Palestine first went to war. They would use it as justification to spread the footprint of this, this issue. And you were going to see people throw down on all sides. And to be honest, yeah, Iran's probably going to get cut out. The Palestinians are going to get cut out. But that doesn't mean that we're cutting them out for righteous motives. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't get cut out. That doesn't mean they don't deserve to get cut out. What it means is, when I go to cut somebody out, when we go to, when we go to uh, adjudicate punishment against somebody, if it's not righteous, it ends up ricocheting and hurting me as well. And that's what we've seen with it. Did Saddam deserve to die? I mean, by many people's standards, yeah. Of course, you could say that nobody's innocent if you believe in God. Certainly if you're Muslim, Christian, or Jewish, nobody's innocent, really. So yeah, you can make the same claim for Gaddafi. But did we kill them for a righteous reason? They could tell you that shit on MSNBC or Fox, and they will tell you that on both. But we all know the better now. Hopefully we do. We We got our ass handed to us, and we got our ass taken from us, hand over fist. But you've been watching closely. What do you think about what's breaking out?
1: Well, the the Israelis assassinated an Iranian general over this past weekend, and the Iranians are vowing for blood revenge. There's an ongoing series of uh, attacks in the Red Sea where the Houthis are attacking all the commercial shipping that's in there. Hmm. And I got thinking about this, you know, because we have these navies, You know, we have a 355-ship Navy, and it gets about $400 billion a year of funding. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I got thinking about, okay, so now our Navy is going to defend trade. So who are we defending in the Persian Gulf? We're defending the Chinese. I mean, that's who's getting the benefit because a third of the world's oil supply comes out through the Straits of Hormuz, which is different than the Red Sea. There's These are called choke points. They're maritime choke points. I really, I had a revelation. We're there to defend trade. No, we're not. We're there to shut it off anytime we want to. You know, this whole Belt and Road Initiative has been the Chinese struggling to overcome this tremendous Anglo-American maritime advantage that goes back to the British Empire. They said, ooh. We can't catch up with this anytime soon. We're going to go over land. We're going to create infrastructure. And you know when the Nord Stream 2 pipeline got blown up, everybody got a real good lesson in infrastructure. That would be called here today and gone tomorrow, like little Bunny Fufu. You <laughs> spent all this money on this, a well-placed depth charge, and we're starting over. The, the seas remain the safest way to transport energy and finished goods. If you sink one ship, you sunk one ship. There's tens of thousands of more ships out there. So it just dawned on me that the Chinese are utterly and totally dependent on Middle East oil. They don't have any way to get it there that's safe, because if they build pipelines, they're easy to blow up, and their energy supplies are coming out of that region and we're defending the trade. So there's a certain level of intimidation that's going on here. We can stop. Between who and who? The Anglo-American cartel, the globalists, push to the wall. United States of America, we the people. In a throwdown with the Chinese, we can cut their petroleum off. And we just had this great thing where, do you see that thing where Donald Trump said they were baiting them, handing He's going to be a dictator. There's all this thing. He's going to be a dictator. He's going to do all these terrible things. And he said, I'm not going to be a dictator except on day one. I'm closing the border and drill, baby, drill. And he's got it all figured out. I mean, it's really just that simple. It's like we, we came up with the perfect diagnosis. When I say we, it wasn't just you and me. But we're kind of out on the front edge. I mean, you, sir, have been very much on the front edge of diagnosing the post-World War II Democrat-Liberal order and distil- distilling it down to three simple ideas that they used to sell their ideology. And they sell it right here in Senate District 45, and they sell it at the World Economic Forum. It's the same three ideas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But now we've come up with three, and we struggled with it. We said, we got to come up with counter-ideas. Now, they don't have to be counter-ideas. Social
0: equity. They're,
1: well, that's theirs, the social, social equity, the climate.
0: equity, climate, democracy. Okay,
1: now we have our three:
0: the border, the debt, the military-industrial complex.
1: That's and if you want to make your life better, if you believe your life is better, being poor for the planet and being poor to right the wrongs of the colonial past—if you think that's who you want to be—if you then want, vote for
0: Nikki Haley, that's cr- or Joe Biden. No, I mean, but let's let's just put the fish right out in front of our own boat here. Let's
1: fry that fish, right? Yeah.
0: Vote for Nikki Haley if that's what you want.
1: vote for Nikki Haley is a vote for poverty because nothing makes us more poor than a forever war. Mm -hmm. We've been getting drained since about uh, 2000 and Bush. Mm -hmm. I mean, you take a look back to 2001 when Bush came over, we had almost, it was like $3 trillion a day. We had very little national debt. And still people were screaming about it because they knew once the camel got its nose underneath the tent, Voila, $35 trillion later, here we go. And, you know, life's still going around, and I'm watching these people on MSNBC. The economy's doing so good. I was watching an economist. I give Joe Biden an A. Oh, really? Come on. <laughs> we got to pay for this, or we're going to have to work out who's going to pay for it.
0: No. They're, they're, we don't have to pay for it. Proceed. Yeah, this the whole thing is that... The... Can
1: you put a little bit more in there for me? I don't want it to run dry.
0: We don't we don't have to slide it over a little bit more. Yeah. We don't have to pay for it. We're going to go to war and kill when the bill comes due. Oh, and that's going to pay for it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of a military industrial complex based society. It's called a do over when the bill gets when the bill comes due. Somebody's getting clipped and right, that's what's happening right now. Partially, that's what's happening right now. You know, they can make it be seem like it's about culture and religion, and you know, I just, I'm not buying it. I mean, you could run that bullshit on, you know. About the money. I saw this kid, and we should talk about this. I won't talk about Stu Peters, but can we, can we, can we talk about the fact that the woke left has, a, has an archetype. It has, a, it has a face. It has a sound. You know, it has a style, right? The woke left. But the woke right is so often forgotten. The woke right is just as insufferable as the woke left. And, and I'm sitting here this weekend, and you know, I don't follow anybody on social media for a reason. Because I'm just not that interested in what other people have to say. To honest. If I want to talk to Alex... I'll call Alex. If I want to talk to Steve, I'll talk to Steve back when I was talking with Jason. If I want to talk to Jason, I'll call Jason and ask him what he's fucking thinking. Or I'll watch his show. I'm going to need to follow you on social media. Because I don't want to be in the habit of following anybody. It's just my personal, you know, thing. So what I realized is like when I'm on my home feed, now X is giving me all these people that they think that I would want to be following. Because they're suggesting that I follow somebody, right? Like maybe you'd like to follow this person. And I came across this black kid. I think his name is Xavier uh, Dubois. Du Bras Dubrasso? or something, like some French name. I don't know. He has some French last name. Anyway, I think he's on Fox a lot. I saw he took a picture. He was at turning point. And um his tweet were from what looked like the tunnels of Gaza. And he Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get the name right. Xavier DeRusso.
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen I've seen that guy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Ex BLM activist, Prager U personality, course. And his tweet was let me, let me uh let me, let me, let me get this for you. I am not Jewish. I am not Israeli. I am black. I am Christian. I am American. Most of all, I'm a person with a heart for humanity and truth, big truth capitals. And that's why, and that is why I unapologetically stand with Israel. And this is the picture. I think those are the tunnels in Gaza, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, unless there are tunnels like that in Israel too, are there? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, there he's in Gaza. And uh, I I just want you to hear how this guy talks just so that we're we're on the same accord about this cuz I may start to talk about a person in an ad hominem way and people be like what what justification do you have to, to talk that way? It's not even about what he's saying. It's about how he's saying it. It's about the tone. I'm from St. Paul. You're from St. Paul. Two totally different eras. Do we follow guys like that? No. Do guys like that even get to talk in at my, the table?
1: At my In my era, a guy like that wouldn't make it home from school. It's just the way it was. And
0: not because he's black. No. And not because he's conservative. A Republican, and certainly not because he stands with Israel. The way he's talking, he's not making it home because he doesn't sound like a man.
1: And he's goofy.
0: He's goofy, right? And it, is it by accident that PragerU, or that Fox News, or that the what I call the woke right that is deeply tied to this idea about you know the, this this allegiance to Israel? I mean, how do we if we're going to talk about and let, let, let's talk about the Stu Peter's Israel Jewish thing. Because Alex and I have already done well, I think, to carve out the right, the, the most proper position as American citizens, America first magazine. We know our three issues. Our three issues are the debt, the border, the forever wars. <laughs> you can get us tied up in culture, all you want to, and the culture war is a real thing, and there are culture wars, and there are religious wars, and there are different ideologies. But these three things: get
1: it right or don't be around.
0: These three things are, are what will allow your political to have and a financial fu- to have a future to have a future to cover and Trojan horse their way into these other culture wars. They lay the groundwork, right? So, and we saw that with the budget, the military budget, right? They smuggled in transgender surgeries that you have to pay for now. For servicemen and women, now the government's going to pay for you to have transit. And our
1: Republican Congress was all
0: good with it, and the Republican House was all good with all it. All good, weren't they? yeah. All good, and a lot of them drink from the same tea. Eight hundred and eighty-three billion. But is it by accident? I mean, how can we? I mean, when are we going to grow the fuck up as the conserve the conservative movement? When are we going to grow the fuck up? For, uh, let me, uh, I, I let me backtrack. The highest organizing principle for Christians is faith, is Christ. The highest organizing principle for American citizens is American citizenship. It's very simple. Not hard, not difficult, not nuanced, not complex. However, (laughs) if we're going to talk about the Jewish lobby, and what you and I talked about on day one, you do see couple of issues, a couple of, of, recurring kind of sentiments that, that pop up where the Jewish lobby, so to speak, has a lot of power and influence. And on the left, it's what we've talked about. It's coming out of WEF. It's coming. It, I mean, it's just, it's, but the, the right is where we, we seem to pretend like that influence isn't, isn't, isn't real. It hasn't really took root yet. We we don't really see the Xavier DeRusso's as a product of the same sort of uniparty theater around an issue like Israel as we see McConnell and Biden as two sides of the same coin. And so I understand the criticism of, of the Jewish lobby and things like, an issue like Israel, because you start to see where people tilt the same way, no matter what they say they're really about, right? And they even do it with the same fucking tone. And not only the tone of their voice, but the the uh, the construction of their their senses, right? I stand with Israel. I didn't need to fucking say I stand with Israel. I mean, you know, everybody has the right to defend themselves. That goes without saying. People fight wars and those who win wars, they often win the spoils of wars. That goes without saying. Uh, If you say death to Israel and you really mean death to America by any stretch of the imagination, then we got a problem. Exactly like I said on Alex, with Alex. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go out and make some public statement that sounds like you're not a former BLM activist. You're a current BLM activist. I mean, people forget that Remember the criticism of Kanye West came from the left, right? The the woke left went after Kanye West. Now there were those on the right too, who are all pro Israel and you know the you know the, that that cohort. But a good majority of it came from the left. And the criticism
1: they, of his alleged anti-Semitism. Yes,
0: absolutely. Which by the way, today he reversed. Did you see that? No,
1: I didn't. Yeah, he, today he just came out today with a tweet in Hebrew. I read it on Stu Peter's feed. Mm. The plot thickens. Gets
0: deeper all the time. What was was his... He was apologizing.
1: Well, I haven't delved into it, but I think he was apologizing for certain positions he'd taken in the past.
0: Oh, great. Way to go, Kanye. So we can't
1: even tell who the hell these people are anymore.
0: Which I said originally. I said, who is Kanye West? I remember that clip go viral. Who is Kanye West? Who is Kim Kardashian? Who is Milo? Who is... Nick Fuentes. Now who are these people? Who's who? Stu Peters? Who's Stu Peters? Who are these people? Who are these people? And wh- what's their, d- why is their conversation so anchored from just reason? And, and part of me feels bad. Part of me, part of me understands that the society we live in is be- like, like for example, you and I, there is a way we could go about podcasting that would surely generate more interest a lot quicker. We could be salacious. We could be theatrical. We could name drop. We could try and incite. And I don't say incite like violently, but we could try and invoke certain cultural, emotional divisions in order to draw audiences from one side or the other. We don't really do that. But these people may have the the thought process that they need to take these extreme positions in order to generate the type of momentum uh, of, of being relevant um, in, in, the, in the media content space. Surely it benefits Kanye. And I think Kanye even carries a kind of smirk about, about doing it, about playing people. I mean, he had a viral clip where he said, effectively, that he made Adidas drop him or there was some business deal that had taken place and there was some outcome of a business deal that was favorable for him, because of the stuff that he said publicly. Um, so, you know, I understand that 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 we live in a world where it's hard to get through, break through the the uh, the the huge wall of of content and and the short attention span. But what about sacred honor? I mean, what, it's like I told Jason about him and his audience. If, if your audience is your life, if your audience is your, your wife, which is as blasphemous as you could possibly imagine. But I I mean, casually, I I understand what he was saying, but if your audience is your wife and you cater to whatever your audience wants, whatever you think your audience wants, then your bitch is running your life. Sounds like democracy. That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
1: Just because we vote for it does not mean. It's a good thing. In fact, we're voting for a lot of things that are actually counter to our well-being because we're buying whatever bill of goods that comes up. You know, my problem with Stu Peters in all of the dialogue around Jewishness and Judaism and Zionism and Israel, Mm -hmm. I don't shy away from the argument or the ideas. What I don't like about Stu Peters is he has nothing else to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he wants to comment about Zionism or Judaism or the Khazarians, hither, there, and yon, you know, sprinkle it in with some other original thinking right? because people have hated Jews since Christ made corporal. There's nothing new about this. And what we need in the country, particularly on this woke right side is the coming together of a community that's not disaggregated. That's not divided. We need people that come together around the concept of American citizenship. Yes, and anything, anything that detracts from that, is not helping. And I like your your critique. I it never occurred to me that people do this just as clickbait, just just to get an audience. Yeah. And when you, I mean, that never occurred to me. That is when you put it within the context of sacred honor, that explains a lot to me. And I hope it explains a lot to your listeners, because I couldn't understand every. Fucking tweet is about how bad the Zionists and the Jews. Are. I mean, yes, we'll take the criticism. There's a lot of just criticism, but can we mix in some other ideas? Like about Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> I mean, let's put some other ideas in here. Yeah, and that's what has really made me very unhappy with. And I follow Stu Peters and I follow Nick Fuentes, and that's just their what we would call one-trick ponies. And here at Free People. We're trying to investigate and explore the widest possible range of ideas. Maybe it's too ambitious. Maybe our audience is having a hard time organizing some of these ideas. But then I say to myself, you know, I'm having a hard time organizing these ideas. Why do you get (laughs) off if I don't? Because this stuff is complicated and requires research and study. And I always say to my audience, and I'm going to say it right here to our audience, we got to figure this out on our own, even though we're, you know, and and I just want to tell everybody, you and I are just having a nice conversation. We haven't talked for a few days Been the holidays and everybody's just getting to watch us talk the way we always talk. This is the way we always
0: talk Hebrew style
1: because we're interested in making progress with these ideas. Yeah. Cause I personally believe my ass depends on making progress with these ideas that if I don't figure this out, if I don't have an action plan, I'm really risking, and even more than my own, my children, fighting for my children's lives. But I'm just, I'm very upset with the, um, but I'm not anymore. You've given me a very plausible explanation. These people are just trying to make money. Maybe all anti-Semitism was about that. (laughs) Well,
0: and Alex made it, Alex made a very important point as well, that a lot of these people are actually feds. And, you know, they'll, they'll say that, that you're fed, that you and I are fed, that we're working for Israel or the Zionists. It's like, I mean, I've been called everything. I'm a BLM plan. Jason Whitlock said I'm a BLM plan after being on the show for two years straight and part of the brain yeah, trust that was, at the highest level.
1: Yeah, that was that was tacky, neither here
0: nor there. Tacky, but tacky, goofy. It's just it's just dishonest and goofy. But um, you know, I've been called the darling of the far right. I've been called a Zionist shill. And then I've been called, uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Anti-Semitic. Yes. By, not only that, but but an, a Muslim.
1: Remember <laughs> how we met was somebody was calling you anti-Semitic, and I just had to find out for myself. Of course, we've mentioned his name many times.
0: Yeah. Matt Brodsky. You know, yeah.
1: he said, oh, oh, uh, Royce White's in the race now, but we don't have to worry because he's an anti-Semite. He is? Geez, I've been watching him on War Room. But
0: isn't it before. weird that he would say, we don't have to worry because he's an anti-Semite. It's almost like he pre-assumed that anti-Semitism couldn't actually be a real physical threat to his person, his body. You know, like a real threat to Jews in general. It was more assumed that it was a- A, a disqualifier. A disqualifying a political hindrance. Which is a, which is, which is a huge issue with how the mm-hmm. Jewish lobby has levied the Jewish identity in these political matters.
1: This is called the revenge of the nerds, right? Because it's not that long ago, 78 years ago, they were burning Jews in Germany, and being anti-Semitic was a winning political formula. Mm. So I think there's a great effort being made to make it into a winning political formula again. What are Jewish people going to do about this? Yeah. What are Jewish people going to do about And I'm going to tell all the Jewish people, there is a 100% guaranteed Solution to this problem, it's called faith. That's it. You know, if people are going about their lives seeking faith in God, the rest of it's going to take care of itself. And there are people going to say, "Oh, that's that's rather esoteric." Well, hey, we're <laughs> we're getting down to the to the where we went wrong as a Darwinist group of uh, you know our society has been penetrated. But well, you said if it's European. We shouldn't have anything to do with it. And this is the European political philosophy forced it on all of us here in the United States. It's, you know, I was thinking about this. Why did this scientific thing become so powerful? Hmm. It's very difficult for people to really believe. I mean, traditionally, it really requires a lot of us to have faith. So when you say you'd rather die in some kind of a you know holy way or some kind of effort that would be worthwhile in your own mind, from your own perspective.
0: Yeah, if I could choose.
1: If I could choose, too. Mm-hmm. Well, why couldn't we all make that choice? You know, I, I'm a very big believer that culture is so malleable. You know, we're living in this kind of fixed set of cultural expectations and histories and narratives, and this thing could change in 2024 on a dime. We could be sitting here at this time next year. And the only thing that mattered in America was sacred honor. Mm. Right now, today, the only thing that matters is how much cash you're piling up in your bank. Yeah. And that's such a weird thing.
0: Or who you're having sex with or how you identify or, you know, what religion or what race you are, or, you know, just a bunch of, you know, and to, to echo what you're saying, I I think I've been as unabashed in my criticism of, of the Jewish lobby and Jewish influence as anybody. I mean, honestly, to the point where Jason Whitlock had already received certain back w- off warning from back the off. higher ups or individuals within the Blaze um, uh, company uh, about the conversations that he and I would have regarding the Jewish topic.
1: But you know, let me just say something. I listened to that,
0: but he actually he actually oh, he, went harder than I oh, do. Oh, I
1: was just gonna say that.
0: Which now they're trying to say he went harder than me because I'm actually a, in on the international Zionist conspiracy because I'm piling around with you. But what I, what it really you know is. wait wait wait
1: <laughs> I you know I'm just gonna tell everybody I my whole life I've been known about this international Zionist conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Why do I not have a role mm-hmm. in the? Why am I working so hard? Why am you do I? Have
0: a, you do have a role. You have the no role. The no role role.
1: <laughs> nobody ever walked up to me and said would you like to join the international Zionist conspiracy
0: well you know look you can there's two there's two schools of thought some people would say why even waste time talking about it Alex Jones made that point and I thought I think it's a fair point to make there are more important things for us to talk about and and whether and I said this it, it, this is regardless of somebody messaged me and said don't say irregardless anymore it's not a word Say whatever words the fuck I want to say. First vehemently. V- vehemently is a great word. This it's is word, culture. A, I, have, I know many the, words. They're all great words. Where did these okay. words come from? Somebody made them Trump.
1: up. Somebody made you can, these it, words up.
0: But this tells you how kind of neutered we are as a people intellectuals. We don't even think we have the right to make our own words. Rules. If people understand what I mean, what does it matter? And if I can explain it, what if I want to start using my own words? That's not the same as using my own pronouns. I mean, we have to, and we can't. I digress. Anyway. This
1: is creativity. That's being stifled. I digress.
0: What I want to say is, I was saying this before, or regardless of talking about the international Zionist conspiracy, I was telling people in the earliest days of the podcast, stop looking for a smoking gun. You don't need a smoking gun to be offended by how our elites are trying to insult your intelligence, bastardize your citizenship, and devalue your existence. You don't need a smoking gun. I don't need to, I, and, and part of the smoking gun witch hunt is a way to distract people from taking back their their citizenship through self-governance like the precinct strategy. And I and, and honestly, if you're out there, just ask yourself, just ask yourself how much time you spend down the rabbit hole of making connections of Jewish power bases and influence on American or global politics instead of going in the Republican Party and standing up and saying, listen, if these are Israel-influenced policies, to that I say no. How many senators, congressmen, senators, will stand up and filibuster? That's why I want to get in the Senate. One. That's why I want to get in the Senate. I can't wait to get in the Senate. I'll be filibustering every time I get the fucking chance just because we need it. Just because I don't think the other people have the physical stamina and, and endurance and mental toughness courage to, to, to be able to withstand courage. Withstand the the, the the trouble that should rightfully come with building a fucking good country. But my point is that we we spend too much time on smoking guns. Alex said it great. He he put it well is, you know, why do I care about why do I care about taking a quota or, or, a, you know, a head count on which people are in charge of which aspects of this globalist agenda? I mean, why would I even waste my time with that? Because really we don't know. We we have no clue. We don't know how, we don't know if the, we don't know if the, if the Chinese, if the CCP is zooming the the Israelis, if, if the American Nazis are zooming the Israelis, if the Israelis are zooming the Europeans, if, if the British are Zooming the American, I mean, all of these people have histories of fighting before. Hey,
1: to quote your good friend, Mr. Bannon, it's just the way the system works.
0: It's the way the system works. Because
1: all these people went to Columbia. They all went (laughs) to Harvard and Princeton and Yale. They've all been acculturated into a bureaucratic system, which is anti-human, anti-birth, anti-child. It's just anti-everything. That's Christian or Judeo-Christian, if we want to widen out the the boundaries somewhat, yeah, yeah. you know. And I don't even know. If, you know, I was thinking about that over the weekend too. Here I'm a Jewish man. I'm up at a pagan holiday, but it was supposed to be a Christian thing. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself,
0: is it really bad? Hey, wait, Stu Peters, as a uh, go ahead, finish. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead.
1: Remember Stu, because okay. anytime we get a sh- chance to go out, I was just AM,
0: gonna say Stu Peters actually made. Stu Peters actually made a, a caveat for your particular faith orientation. He says the Messianic Jews are the are good.
1: Oh, that's great. There's 16 million Jews in the world. Yeah. There's 7.2 million Jews in America. Worldwide, there's 350,000 Messianic Jews, according to Wikipedia, which may not be correct, but there aren't that many of us.
0: And half of them would put you at the 144,000 Jews they say are going to, in Revelation, right? We're going to we get the lift off well that's what some people interpret it as
1: i don't know if we can get off. and i told you this on another podcast i used to think that was an insufferably small number mm-hmm. no i think it's inflated just looking at my own struggle with sin you know think <laughs> hey, come on where's this bar going to get set because yeah. the, the, you know for me personally i'm really working with the issue of sin in my own life yeah there is this is reverse myself. It's such a critical year coming up. I believe, what can I do? This is what I can do. I can put sin down in my own life and within my own consciousness, put the seal back on those seven seals, the ones that I'm attracted to. Hey, fuck off. You know, I want to go on record as saying, I'm going to die trying to put this under management because this is what God's asking me to do. And if every American citizen would recognize that they have an addiction to sin and we're the ones letting this horror into the world? That, you know, and I don't know if this is true. It's like, it's like Dan saying, I'm not sure we can save the Republic by getting the
0: Republican Party right. But, but if we don't, I know for sure we won't.
1: Well, you know, I'm not sure we're going to save the Republic or the world by putting sin underfoot. Yeah. But if we don't, we're screwed for sure. I think you start out by saying people these girls are going on OnlyFans and picking up all this cash for, for what? Showing their feet? People lost their minds.
0: Showing their feet. I mean there's a real foot fetish happening and it, you know, I d I, I don't um I don't I don't particularly bring strong condemnation for people's sexual exploits. You know, it's just not my line of country. It's not my line of country. I mean, it's just as unimportant to me as finding the smoking gun of of secret societies and, and international fraternities, uh, because it, it's it's not something that you can easily measure, easy enough to build any real worldview or or any actionable plan around. It's just it's so abstract that there's no there's no there's 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 nothing to it. I mean, where do I even begin? What what everybody's doing in their home, sec- I mean, I don't even, who, who knows? I don't know what people Who are even doing. wants to know? I know that the internet is 50% pornography, and I know that OnlyFans is in some crazy stretch of the imagination where your average American family can't put together $500 cash in a crisis has young women not needing to work at all. Not only not needing to work, but being in the upper, being in the upper class of American, America's economy. And then I'm getting all these friends. $100,000 a month? I mean, are you kidding me? Friends
1: of ours are telling me Pornhub, all of a sudden I know it, it's owned by a rabbi. Have you seen those those memes going by that it's owned by a rabbi?
0: No, I didn't see that, but it wouldn't shock me.
1: Pornhub allegedly, I didn't verify this, Mm -hmm. is owned by a rabbi. And let me tell all the people that are sending it out, Stu, he's not a rabbi. Rabbis don't do such things. Just telling you. Yeah. I don't know who these people think a rabbi is, but Jesus was a rabbi. So if you're gonna think Jesus Christ is gonna own Pornhub, you know, that's not the way things
0: are gonna happen. So But well, they're so selective, right? It's like, well, you know, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stick with the fact that he calls himself a rabbi in this situation. But another situation we're totally fine saying you you just because you say you're a thing doesn't mean you are. My father. You was, can be
1: a fraud. My father went to rabbinical school and ended up a their secular argument, humanist.
0: There you know this is not it's not relevant. Their argument is that sexual perversion and, and look there is some merit to it when you when you dig into the emer, First of all, let's let's go on the record and say the rise of gay marriage. This was our 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 uh, defunct contributor. On War Room, uh, what what was his name? What was that? We talking about Jack? No, not Jack. No, P- who was P- 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 Jack? No,
1: Jack Maxie.
0: <laughs> Maxey. <laughs> oh no, not Maxey. Um, what was my guy's name? Oh. Anyway, anyway, he was a Jewish kid, Jewish guy. Oh, you talking about Boris? No, not Boris. No, not not Boris. He's he's uh, still around. Jewish guy, a uh, Tierman. Matthew oh, okay. Tierman yeah, yeah okay yeah. Matthew Tierman was called an anti-Semite by Tacoon magazine right
1: tacoon magazine
0: yeah you can't get I any... think
1: you can't get any farther left than Tacoon
0: I think I no I, he either was called an anti-semite or he was he was called an anti-semite by an American publication for something he said about tacoon magazine or some, something something anyway the point is that um, Amy, I forgot her name, Amy, something or another. She was quoted in Coon magazine for saying that the Jewish lobby, that, that, uh, yeah, that the Jewish lobby, or she really was more, she really was more crass than that. She just said, the Jews are responsible for the improvements or the advancement of, of gay marriage. Which, if you look look at it from a from a broader societal standpoint, one second, little Royce, little Royce, put those headphones in and go out in the hallway. <laughs> family um, and friends. Family and friends. Yeah, the the little one is in is in the building today. Listen to the uh, Professor Penn and and the Hatchet Man. Um, he just came from working out, so he's good. He's just chilling and sleeping. He's got. Christmas break. Remember Christmas break?
1: Yes, I do fondly.
0: Um, but but anyway, when um, if you look at her saying that Jews are responsible for the rise of, of of gay marriage or the advancements of the LGBTQ movement, there is a sexual perversion that has spilled out or grown out of that movement that the Jewish lobby has not done well to to really denounce, right? I mean, it's not like the the Jews who have been huge advocates for gay marriage or LGBTQ rights have said, hey, but we want to make a hard line with young people and satanic sort of uh, LGBTQ rituals. Right. I mean, there hasn't been there hasn't been that distinction made. And it's the same way with the Vatican. I mean, the Vatican has to make those kind of just Even if they're going to take the soft approaching, and hey, hey, we just want everybody to be able to not be persecuted and executed through the name of Christ or through the name of Judaism or through American citizenship. We're trying to create a more fair playing field. Why is it that we on the right and the conservative movement have to always delineate ourselves from the more extreme versions of whatever political ideology is out there but when it comes to certain people it's just kind of a given it's assumed that that that's it's it's coming from a neutral place that doesn't seem neutral to me if you if you're admitting or if you're claiming the rise of of uh, of gay marriage or the advancements of the lgbtq movement as a whole if you don't make those distinctions and draw those hard lines between that and the sexual perversion that's grown out of it, we can look at the results and infer the motive. And um,
1: that's a very good distinction to draw. The rights of American citizens mm-hmm. and the ability of American citizens to fly right up their own assholes, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, there's a this is that concept of sin that the need that I have. I'm not saying any individual viewer has to do this. It's up to y'all. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel a great need, a pressure, at this time in American history, and in Professor Penn's history, to get it together. Yeah, I mean, you know, and as far as this whole thing with the let's let's not be bandying around this term Jewish so cavalierly.
0: Well, talk about it. I mean, because was, the Jewish people. You always say it. Well, first I want to say you always say. These people are not Jews. So the distinction that Stu Peters and Nick Fuentes don't want to make is that just because you say you're a Jew doesn't mean you're a Jew. Just like just because you say you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a Christian.
1: Kanye went out of his way on this one. I mean, he I saw him in the interview, and the guy was trying to draw out the distinction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's these very religious people, and they believe in God, and there's this whole other group. I call them the anti-Jews. I mean, he laid out the whole case for him. Kanye said, "Nah, I don't care.
0: They're all the same to me. When was this? Uh, this was on Alex?
1: No, this was uh, on a, another interview. I okay. You can see it on the Axop. I'll send it to you. Yeah. The point is. Somebody
0: that, made the case that there are there religious is a, Jews. There's distinctions. And secular Jews.
1: And Kanye didn't care. That's anti-Semitism.
0: Yeah. That's silly.
1: Well, you know, it's, it is silly until people start getting rounded up. Then it's genocidal. And, For you sure. know, this is. And, you know, this, then you get these anti-Jews rolling in with the Jews getting cover. I mean, the thing has to really be parsed out quite, going back to your comment about having a good meal in Italy, mm-hmm. this stuff takes time. You can't make a fast judgment. And I've said to you about the Jewish people, I mean, I'm a stern critic of my own people.
0: Yeah. Stern. As, a, as am I. Stern. My own people being black people. Catholic people. Catholics as I well. I mean, the church yeah. is like, whoo. Yeah. Ooh, and the Norwegians as well. <laughs> and hey, what's wrong with Mexico is... The problem with Mexico is the Mexicans. The Mexicans, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's correct. Mexicans are my people, In but hey, words, it is what it is. We love the earth so much we hate
1: people, which is the default on the whole thing. Right. We hate ourselves. And this is not what God wants us to do. God wants us to love ourselves so we can love him. Come on. We got to wake up. We didn't. We were not born hating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Somebody helped us hate ourselves. Yeah. You know, and if we're doing things that are not good for our well-being, we're going to end up hating ourselves. We have to find. This is why I said the entire political philosophy. The problem,
0: the the problem with it is, we could talk as rational as we want to, and I think a lot of people in the audience are rational. I I seem to see that the War Room audience, uh, as as well as many from within the the, the Infowars and Alex Jones audience, at least the ones that reach out, the thinking audience a thinking audience I and mean, they're, they're not so easily distracted and, and uh ex- exploited by by these these types of uh fear porn uh politics God, i gotta
1: say just hold that thought
0: yeah i have to say something
1: you have alleviated a great stress i've had on myself why are these people so viciously anti-semitic follow the money
0: it pays oh it's just great it Thank pays. You. It pays the same as the international Zionist conspiracy. I'm going
1: to go home <laughs> feeling much better tonight. You've given me an explanation because the only other reason would be Jews suck, and they well, don't let, all. Say,
0: they don't all suck. No. Well, let's say this: we, you, and I have said on this show that, from a spiritual standpoint, we're talking spiritually. If you're a Christian, it's easy to see how people would start to clump all the Jews in together. It's how it's been, like you said, since, since Christ. Deicide. Because as you so aptly put on your show before, on the left, the Jews, the liberal Jews, the leftist Jews, the, the, the more liberal Jews, um, the secular Jews, they deny Abraham or Moses. And on the right, the Jews, the religious Jews, the Orthodox Jews, they deny Christ. So in in both directions, there's a, a sort of denial and rejection of God. How many Spartans were there? Three hundred. Yeah, it's three
1: hundred and fifty thousand. That's all Jews. we fucking need. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
0: you know. But it, it, my point in saying it is, it it even if you wanted to say, even if you're Kanye and you want to say, hey, the Orthodox Jews, you know, and then look, there's a lot of footage popping up from Israel. That people shouldn't be afraid to address. It's like, you know, the Jews, some of the religious Jews in spitting Israel. Spitting on Christians. Spitting on Christians. Crazy. Talking, talking down to Christians, saying, you know, and
1: proselytizing Israel.
0: You know, all kinds of shit, you know, that I don't know how how on earth all of these, you know, right wing conservative evangelical Christians have gotten cuck 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 cuckoled. There I go again, making a words. That's a good one, Le- though. Lean this way I a little like bit. Lean word. this way a little Cuck-Oled. bit. Cuckolded. Yeah, get c- Um I don't know how they're going all <laughs> cuck cuck for Israel when you know, on especially on a religious basis, <laughs> when there's so much, <sighs> there's so much animosity for Christians in in, in the streets on Israel it's by 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 video. That's fear evidence.
1: That would be fear.
0: Well, yeah, that's fear. Be. But but even still, even still and I said this on Alex, and I think this gets to the heart of it because anybody who has this just, you know, this, this animus for the Jews is like, to me, you just look like a, you look corny anyway. You know, you just look like you you want a scapegoat. You want something to cling on to so you don't have to be
1: In a leader. strategy. So you don't have to be a, <laughs> have an to, American. Right.
0: So you don't have to be an American citizen. That's right. Right. Cheat. But if you're going to talk about it from an intellectual standpoint, it's like, even if, you want to say there's an international Zionist conspiracy. Which there is. I mean, it's not you can't say there's not. Zionism is a real idea. They won. They, they definitely got a country. Got a,
1: no, they got a country. Yes. They have complete and unwavering yes. support of our entire political
0: Absolutely. Big, class. Big big guns behind them for oh, sure.
1: Oh my goodness gracious. Uh,
0: and and we're willing to go to world war over it. So I guess you could say they won. But but my point is um Yes, there's an international Zionist conspiracy. There's a there is Zionism. There are a lot of there are a lot of other ideologies out there as well, and when you try and when when you try and boil all of the ill, all of the perverted ideologies of the world back down to Zionism, I just I think you're a jerk off. You know, it, it's like saying it's like saying all of the Catholics, uh, you know. Uh, bo- or all of the the ills in Christianity boil back down to the Catholic church or the Jesuits. You know, I, I, I don't like the Jesuits either. I mean, I really have a special as a Catholic, I have a special sort of good for you, young man, disdain for the Jesuits. Good for you, But, but I'm still not going to let anybody boil down all of the Christian ills to the Jesuits. There are people who don't know a single thing about Jesuits who have constructed and manifested their own, Level of of chaos and 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 uh, you know narcissism and evil completely separate. But but let's say, let's accept that there's a Zionist conspiracy. It's not really a conspiracy. Zionism exists. Let's say that Zionism has spread its influence across the world. None of it could have been done without the consent of the people who participated. All of the criticisms of the Jews. Or most of the criticism of the Jews have to do with media influence, financial influence, political influence. All of those, all of those industries, all of those domains of our society, require the participation of other people. So you know, for the Nick Fuentes and Stu Peters types, I mean, you want to act like white men or white people or, or whites. Not you know, I heard you know Nick Fuentes was talking about whites and non-whites, which is just a crazy categorization in, in my mind. I don't even know what he means. I know what he thinks he means by it. And I know what he wants his viewers to think that he means by it. But when you really get down into the weeds on it, it's not a real thing Let's whatsoever.
1: Let's 23andMe him and see what's going on there.
0: Yeah, we should. 26% of the is Well, Wait, wait, wait. They say 23 and Me is a, is an Israeli uh, think tank. I thought it was a Chinese deal. I don't know. Maybe. It, it, it,
1: it morphed now. It's Chinese. Uh, yeah. Back to the conspiracy. It's
0: back to the conspiracy. I
1: keep waiting for someone to come up to me and go, Professor Penn, we have a spot for you.
0: bros, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about this shit all the time. I mean, come on. But the right way, my my point again was they want to make it seem like white men are the victims of, let's go all the way back to Europe. If you want to bring the Rothschilds into it, fine. The Rothschilds existed. They helped start central banking throughout Europe. The story is well documented. There was
1: great demand for their services. This isn't a
0: conspiracy theory, though. Yeah. The fractional reserve banking, federal reserves, the, the Rothschilds, the banking thing, that's History, documented history, not conspiracy theory. But they wouldn't have been able to do it unless there were some European buy-in. Buy-in. That's right. Okay, so you can't really, and this is what makes this is what makes the idea of Christianity and the concept of sin so profound. Is it's you?
1: That's what I've been don't saying be, all say, podcasts. Don't,
0: don't he who cast the first stone without sin. Nick, Stu. Go work on your own shit, would you please? (laughs) I would think that's called, it's
1: it's greed. I mean, if your theory of the case is correct, that they're doing this to to build an audience so they can sell things and make money, oh, that's really people's lives.
0: No, 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 I I don't think it. I don't even know if they're doing it consciously. I know how the spirit. Well, you
1: better be conscious if you have an audience of hundreds of thousands of people. I know how the
0: spirit of our society works. And I know how influence, and I know how subconscious impulse works, and the reward, the reward mechanisms that come through making content, and virality, reward people talking about the Jews. It it just does. It, it's it's I can see it. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's conjecture, and I'm not. Again, I'm not shying away from saying that. Look, the Jew, there are some evil people that are that claim to be Jewish just like there's some evil people that claim to be Christian, just like there's some evil people that claim to be Muslim. There are some evil people that claim to be American. There's some evil people that claim to be Chinese. There's some evil people that claim to be Russian. There's enough to go around, and there's no shortage. Let's be clear about that. We're way on this side of the the line of scrimmage when it comes to the, the skew. There's a lot of people of any certain group of demographic they claim to be that are much less than what they aspire to be in that group. But... I can see now with my own eyes the amount of emphasis placed on talking about Jews on the right side of the American political spectrum I can see it and then my only question now is I don't know how many people out there in the world are actually think this way are they bots are they feds can't wait
1: to watch the live chat tonight because you know you're going to see it oh I'm going
0: to see it you're going to see it I know it now I know most of them. I would assume are real people. That that, but but my point is across the entire, and 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 I'm not one of these. And the whole what's crazy about it is they call they clump me in with these people. Me too. For saying <laughs> this is what's crazy about it.
1: Yeah, I mean me, me too. Me
0: banning Donald Trump, Professor Penn. I'm thinking of myself, we get clumped what's in. What's wrong with
1: you people? With
0: the anti Semites because s- we say, hey, 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 before we our 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 support for Israel in this next chapter of conflict has to be conditional. There can be no unconditional support with our military for anybody because of the position our own country's in. Or just on general principle, as general practice, you shouldn't have unconditional military support for anybody. We should always look at the situation and deem what are the appropriate conditions upon which we provide support. And
1: along those lines, for all my Jewish brethren or anti-Jewish brethren, but you're not my brother if you're an anti-Jew. Israel is not about the Jewish people. It's about those maritime choke points. That's what we gotta get straight here. Wait, 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 say that again. Israel was never about the Jewish people.
0: Buddy, you're an an anti-Semite. Great. Right there, you can't even say that.
1: Are we gonna get deplatformed for this?
0: That's possible, great. Sorry. We should all be so lucky. I'm just,
1: I'm just saying when the crown agreed to Israel.
0: Had no, I don't okay, care wait, what wait, they wait, were Wait, 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 wait. One thing. Okay. I, I hear your point. But let let's let, let me give you the conservative, woke right counterpoint that I've encountered. Please. That I've run into. I hate to say a word. In the Are we going to get encountered I've had to make Alan. Excuse me. The woke right counterpoint that I've run into on the internet. Yes. That despite what the early crown had in mind for Israel, the reason why they did it, despite Zionists and their their abnegation of God, despite any of those circumstances, God's plan for Israel is much bigger. And so he can use any means necessary to bring about his end goal. And this is the this is the theological excuse that's used to justify any ills this of is Zionism a, and the British this Empire's is a, This is a business. tautology now. Okay, what do into, you think, what do you say? Well,
1: what you're saying is it could be God's will, great. His thoughts are so high above mine I can't even get to it, so why am I trying to put myself in God's
0: shoes? Well, a lot of 501c3 Christians seem to do so.
1: Please, go ahead, you mm-hmm. guys are brilliant,
0: mm-hmm. brilliant. Genius. Genius. Next level. Unbelievable.
1: They can figure out God's plan. Good for you. We're gonna follow you. We're gonna vote for Nikki Haley along Absolutely. these lines.
0: Hey, Nikki Haley says she
1: must be part of God's plan. of course. It's a strange definition of God now. We're getting into. It.
0: We're getting that's
1: rather liberal of you. <laughs>
0: the Nikki Haley plan. <laughs> you can know, you can you can you for the life of you? I, I mean No, it, I can't. You've seen,
1: no, I can't.
0: You've seen, and and heard, and lived through a lot. Can you even comprehend what the what the uh, attraction is to Nikki Haley for Americans? First off, do you believe that she's actually up in the polls like they say? And can you comprehend why people would be attracted or gravitate towards Nikki Haley in the first place?
1: No, and no. I do not believe the polls, and I believe she's the most repulsive candidate. You know, maybe some of these people are really, they're lacking in some things at home. They need a female figure. I don't get it.
0: Like a mother I, or a grandmother or a wife. Something. Okay. Something. But even if that is the case, why would Nikki Haley, She she's going to float, that floats people's boat? Because she's strong. She's very opinionated. She's very clear. Is she, she though? I don't even
1: see That's it. what she
0: portrays herself to be. But is she? I mean, the, the, my problem with it is, listen, if we're going to be a cuck society, okay, now I am. Well,
1: you I, get the F out of there. We're a cuck society.
0: No, I mean, yes. Hypothetically, I'm saying, theoretically. Speaking,
1: oh, if we're going to go into the future this way.
0: Theoretically speaking. We you know, 100% are a cuck society. There's no doubt about that. My point is I 100%. Oppose <laughs> cuckery as a general cultural practice, but if we're gonna be if we're gonna be a cuck society, the woman we're cucking for better damn well be top tier. Okay, okay, I, I understand. Would that be Christy Nome? Uh, they can run her out next. Listen, and we could listen. I'm not signing up to cuck behind Christy Nome, but I love I I love her. I think she's great. She de- if we're going to be a cuck society, she's definitely a step in a better a direction. A step up. Yes. And what I'm saying is there are men who have come to a better place than they were previously through the journey with women, through a journey with the women. The pain and the heartbreak. Yeah. Right. That's true. That That's happened. I won't say cuckery specifically. I don't think there's any been any good outcome of cuckery. But I'd have to, I'd have to really think about
1: pain it. Pain and suffering, pain and suffering.
0: Generally speaking, can't have to have, really think about
1: Can't it. have a good outcome. They can't. It can.
0: it can. It can. But all I'm saying is, on face value, we,
1: I want if all Nikki the- Haley,
0: if Nikki Haley is the is the is where we want to lay our hat, I got real. Now I'm beyond discouraged. What, now I'm what beyond you, discouraged. What,
1: what, what did we talk about? CBS News reported today, not that we can re- trust CBS News, but right. let's just say what they reported. They reported that Donald Trump was considering Nikki Haley as a vice president. I don't believe it. Great, let's not believe it. I don't believe it. Right.
0: I can't possibly believe I it. I can't. Just her, like p- her position, just just the, her, her position is so antithetical to. Let's
1: bring Mike Pence
0: back. America first. Let's
1: go back with Mike Pence. Yeah,
0: might as well. well What's the difference? Well, the difference is she would be, she, the difference, the difference is, okay, let's talk about it from a real stand. First off, <laughs> the, <laughs> why don't we talk? We're
1: talking about Mike Pence and Nikki Haley in the little bit of time we have left. Let's just summarize. We don't this. have a
0: little bit of time. We got a lot of time. These two, time. these two. If Nick, listen, listen. <laughs> Somebody asked me this the other day. Too. And I thought it was a good question. I thought it was a good litmus test. I really did. I appreciated the question. And it's rare that I get questions that are kind of like knee-jerk reaction flippant questions about Donald Trump where I'm like, oh, I actually I actually appreciate that. Somebody asked me, if Donald Trump was to put Nikki Haley on the ticket, would you still vote for Donald Trump? And my, my answer was no. Absolutely not. I would not. 100%. I will one hundred percent. I would not be able to support Donald Trump if Nikki Haley was the vice president. If Nikki Haley even made her way into the administration, I'd I'd have serious questions about about my level of support. To be honest, and that's not an indictment of Donald Trump personally. It's an indictment of it, 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 his choices. But um, I I just couldn't support that. But but my point is. Um, You know, Nikki. Again, she's not even. It's it's not even that she's. She's not a strong. person. She doesn't have a strong personality. She, has, she a has a strong. strong per- I
1: said she has strong opinions.
0: Yes, yeah. But my point is, no. I'm getting. I agree with you. I think the. I think there's a vast. There's a a, a sizable, cohort of people in America. Men, women alike in the conservative movement, and some in the in the moderate liberal movement, that find Nikki Haley as 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 a you know they, they look at her as a leader, they really do. And and that's that's an indictment of we the people that we would even it, we we would even that like when I look at her, honestly, when I hear her talk, the first thing that pops into my mind is how did anybody how did anybody justify her candidacy that would allow for billionaires and, and mega donors to invest money in this like who thinks who actually polled and thinks she's authentic and and i have two questions one did people who are the people that they polled like who in america actually thinks that this lady is fit to be a leader but number two who are the donors that looked at that poll and were like oh yeah I'm not I'm not gonna look at it myself. It's all about the numbers in the polls. So this is another little scam that's starting to piss me off. And that's part of this democracy scam that we've that's been run on us. What was that? What, polls, what? polls this, poll that. We gotta poll this, poll that. If you can look if you can't look at Nikki Haley for yourself and see that her mannerisms, scream, dishonesty, then you don't you don't really deserve to have a say in the process.
1: Well, that sounds rather deplatforming. That goes, no, you know, no, I mean, maybe. no,
0: like, no, it's not deplasty. We got to get clear about this. Our founding father said, if you would trade your freedom for security, you will have neither and you deserve neither. They were very clear. They weren't scared to make those distinctions. Now you may still be given the right to have it, but that doesn't mean you deserve it. Even if you have the right to it, that's doesn't a mean very, you deserve
1: that's it. That's a very good comment because this goes all the way back in the 60s. What we're going to do on the Professor Penn Podcast Thursday night, which is what? What's the date on that? For all my potential listeners, that would be on the 28th at 730. We're going to talk about Richard Nixon, who is pretty much universally reviled as a crook. Tricky dick, right? I mean, this guy got branded. He was just tattooed with the yeah. brand and he just went down in a big, went down in flames. Actually, what he did was he took on the administrative state. Mm. He actually proposed block grants for the states to return the governance of the bureaucracy. He wanted to end the bureaucracy. And put it into the hands of the states where it was close to the people. Oh, and then all of a sudden, disappeared. Hmm. And he actually said that this was the last chance to oppose and to defang the administrative state. That's 1968. So when you say that
0: But he also took us off the gold standard.
1: And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation about that too. Not that we're gonna go down that rabbit yeah. hole. But he found himself in a spot relative to exchange rates and because Lyndon Johnson left him with guns and butter at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're still at today. Yeah, We're still trying to per- pursue this very military-industrial complex worldwide empire, but everybody can run on down to the store and buy whatever the hell they want to. It doesn't work that way. I, I guess my point is what I'm resonating with what you said was you might still get to vote you don't deserve it yes I mean you can yes. do it because now it's become an instrument of control rather than an instrument of of will
0: and that ain't that and that to me that seems beautiful I mean honestly the idea of that it's like it's like little nuggets like that intellectually philosophically about an idea like a, a concept like American citizenship or citizenship in general and the way our early thought leaders and philosophers you know, Wrote it, draw it drew it up, that makes me like, love this shit.
1: Yeah, but we can It's it's endearing. I mean, what? it
0: really is see, most people they they want it easy. Oh, no. But all the good athletes know nothing great comes easy. So when you tell me that citizenship is a right of mine and it has a value, but there's a way for me to sort of unsubscribe myself from it by being a pussy, now nah, I want it. Now nah, now nah, now there's a test, right? There, there's a level. There's a level of entry, and, and the crazy thing is, not that hard of a level of entry. I mean, it seems hard, but it only seems hard by comparison to where we've let the society become. It used to just be. When you say we let,
1: no, we've yeah. been brainwashed. No, no experts. No, been, no experts. Experts. Every kid goes through. Little Royce was just in here. Yeah, they're teaching him that he discharges his. Civic responsibility by voting.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. No, not, you're not
1: doing it. But I'm I'm no, so- no,
0: no. I'm not letting us get away with that. I'm not letting us get away with they taught us. They taught us. They taught. No, because you all had your own kid. My son. My son comes home from school every time they try and push that puberty LGBTQ shit, and he says, "Dad, this is what they were telling me today at the school." And I and I and I knew it was and I knew it was strange just from the from the outset. I I knew, I knew it didn't sound right. Because we had those conversations. See, this is the malleability
1: of culture. The other not, day, I'll not... tell you the
0: other day. other day, it's 50 degrees here, right? It's, it's great, you know? isn't it? It's fi- oh, climate change has been so it's good fantastic. to Minnesota. Oh, climate it. change has been very, very good to Minnesota. Please give us more climate. You remember when, 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 when Kanye said, I love... Mine is, I love climate change. Why do we all have to be poor? <laughs> I How love it. How those,
1: about just those people on Miami Beach move? Come on now.
0: I love climate change. Please, give us more climate change.
1: What's the opposite of climate give, change? Give. What is the opposite of climate change? There would be no climate. <laughs> you know, when you get that clear about it, you know, it it just becomes.
0: I like, look, <laughs> I'll take the climate change without the pollution. I'll say that. But listen, it, it it dawned on me the other day, what if they're actually changing the climate on purpose to fulfill the climate change narrative? Oh, that would that's dark. <laughs> no seriously. We should have a podcast seriously.
1: just gen- just devoted to how dark can you go? That no, one's dark. No, that's seriously. Dark.
0: No, seriously, they they they're talking about weather manipulation. They're saying that they can manipulate the weather. They're saying that if 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 man if man has identified how to heat up the planet, who's to say that they're not taking measures to heat up the planet and making us think it's us when really it's them to fulfill the narrative? I don't, I mean, I would, would you put that past them?
1: I wouldn't put anything past these people, including killing
0: everybody. Right. The other day I'm sitting outside with my daughter, I forget where we were, but anyway, I think we were coming from a restaurant, and it's 50 degrees. Oh, I know. It was my, my uh, kid's godmother. It was, it was her birthday. It was her birthday, so we went to a restaurant as, as our two families. But anyway, my daughter's sitting outside, and it's warm. And it's Christmas, and it's raining. You can still see the grass. It's the first time I remember in, in my lifetime that it's been this way in Minnesota. And so maybe the climate is changing. I mean, that's 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 totally good for me as a Minnesotan, and and if you have a... a, a House, mansion, and Martha's Vineyard—go fuck yourself. You know I mean, hey, that's just how I feel about it. Don't don't drown your your fucking uh, your cooks in the in the water, and maybe the water wouldn't be rising. Don't
1: make know? us pay for
0: it. We're definitely not fucking paying for it, but I just mean on a personal basis. You know, maybe it's that all these coastal elites are so fucking satanic that the water's rising. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a more of a, a, a divine intervention. You know. Like the plagues of in Egypt, right? And anti-divine. It, no, no, I mean. Maybe, divine. The divine. Oh, no, great. Yeah, maybe it's like, yeah, these coastal elites are fucked up. You know, you people need to get away from this posh, prospe- prosperous, luxurious sort of coastal elite academic, scientific, managerial you lifestyle. Know they,
1: you know what it really is, though? Mm. They found a way to circumvent the Adamic curse. You're going to have to work. I have mm. to work. I mean, a man has to work. I have this thing around the campfire at my house, Mrs. Professor Penn. Yeah. You're going to retire? No. You mean never? You're not going to retire? Why would I? I like working. And even that's kind of a scam when you say you like working. I'm supposed to work by the sweat of my brow during
0: my daily bread.
1: I'm okay with that. How many yeah. people really
0: are okay with that? With working.
1: Work. Yeah, just work. Work, work.
0: kind of has gotten a bad rap, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What's
1: wrong with that? I mean, just work. Just Try to be creative and
0: cool. Well, I think it's gotten a bad it's 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 gotten a bad rap, rightfully so, because a lot of the crony capitalism and it, it's it's um uh, it's been a source of of tyranny and exploitation. And so that's where it's gotten a bad rap. And I don't think people and we should talk about this. Well, first let me tell you a story about my daughter, and then okay. we're gonna talk about this. Okay. Cause this is an important thing I've been thinking about too. But anyway, me and my daughter are outside this restaurant, and I go, It is so warm outside. It's so nice. I go, you know, kids, it's Christmas. Are you guys, you guys, happy? It's going to be warm, or you want the snow? You know, what, what, how are you guys feeling about it? And they're like, we like it. It's, it's good, you know. It's got a little sweater on, a little zip-up hoodie. Not, not a care in the world. Not freezing outside. Kind of just hanging. And my daughter goes, um, well, it's because the, cl- it's because of climate change. And I go, what'd you say? <clears throat> and she goes, yeah, no, we're learning about it in school. We're learning about climate change. And I go, climate change is a fucking hoax. And she's like, what? And I say, what did they tell you about climate change? Oh, that man is, you know, she went down the whole the whole spiel. And I and so I brought her home and I just, I sat her, and then we, we talked about climate change. And by the end, she was just kind of like, oh. Because, you know, they're up on the LGBTQ thing. Because the whole household is, you know, run into it right? The, the LGBTQ lobby, right? There's a Jewish lobby. There's an LGBTQ lobby of all shapes and colors and sizes and creeds and, and nationalities. But, um, she hadn't really thought about the climate one. I hadn't really thought about the climate one cause the LGBTQ one is so, so strong. Right. But I guess they're smuggling climate science in on the, on the 10 year olds too. Um, so, but anyway, I, I wanted to ask you a question, but I was thinking about this the other day. Um, there is, uh, a Gordian knot in the in the intellectual um, philosophies of the conservative movement right now. And it's it's something like if you're a populist, or you're a nationalist populist, or you're America First or MAGA, you have uh, an understanding and awareness of how America's economy and and the elites or or the politics have been used to really step on the the little guy, right? Um, the working class mainly. But there's also this other there's this other dogma in the conservative movement that's pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make your own way and don't complain, don't complain because it's not somebody else's fault you know the, the capitalism is great free trade is great free market enterprise is great and america is great because of these things and you always have an opportunity to make your own way and it's really been used against black people i mean let's be honest right i mean that that part of the narrative has been shit it's
1: been used against everybody now
0: it's been but i mean that part That's where came from though that's where it came that from that narrative was really weaponized against black folks where they're saying now you got the same opportunities everybody else does
1: you're lazy
0: you're lazy, right? And so, I mean, I just been thinking lately that it's we got to we got to get that part ironed out. <laughs> yeah, no, working is good, but just because you understand the value of work, just because you find a way to appreciate and enjoy your work or have your work create meaning in your life or meaning for others, doesn't mean you should let your employers fuck you. And it certainly doesn't mean you should let your political elites exploit you. Those two things can be separated from one another, or can't they? No,
1: well, they most certainly can. That's what po- politics is all about. That's what politics is all about. We can—I mean, I personally have a lot of esoteric issues that I'm pursuing in politics, but that's me. Whereas Mrs. Professor Penn says I'm a philosopher. Mm. Okay, great. She doesn't like that. She likes the cash side of the equation. So if you're in the cash side of the equation, why would we allow our elites to fuck us when we have the power through political participation to reset the playing field? This is the discouragement and the hope simultaneously. Culture is modifiable. It's malleable. The whole reason I'm doing the podcasting and I think that, you know, you're actually a candidate. That's a whole other level of things. The point is to get people involved in politics such that they chart their own future. Why have we abdicated? our? Why have we given up our power? We've yeah. just given up our power. I mean, now, this part, there is, blame it on the Jews. Just, let's just blame it on the Jews. All y'all listening out there, they're sitting there complaining, you got two weeks of money, life's shit. It's the Jews' fault. There's nothing you can do about it. It's them pesky Jews. Good work. Good work if you're going to let people sell you that. Yeah. This has nothing to do with killing the Jews, beating the Jews down. Get up off your ass, and become politically active, like we're doing. I mean, this is a commitment. But beyond that, this is the. Bro- I mean, let's
0: let's say the rabbi. Let's say the rabbi does own Pornhub. Quit watching it. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be able. to, Yeah, no, he wouldn't be able to to make a living at it. Make a living unless we were watching it. We're,
1: we love it, so why don't we? And, quit? To, and,
0: and to, to and here's here's what I here's what I don't like about it: to pretend that another group of people has so much influence that it would supersede the constitutional construction of American citizenship by our founding fathers in in a sort of "we the people" edifice. It it. It, it bastardizes the individual it, it, you can't have it both ways, you can't see and this is where the this is where the woke right and the extreme right if that's even a real place I don't think it's a real place I think it's fed land but um this is where the the woke right and the extreme light the extreme right merge plot because they they both say uh, they they both go uh oh, we got to talk about the individual right huh? it's all about the individual again mostly when they talk about black people. Let's not talk about identity. Let's not talk about groups. Let's talk about the individual, the individual content and character. Okay, well, let's talk about the individual. When you say that the Jews are so powerful and so influential that they've left us all but helpless in the shadow of, of, of their grandeur, their, their grand political power, doesn't that bastardize the individual?
1: Doesn't it piss you off and make you want to prove it wrong?
0: But doesn't it, ju- but doesn't it just say that there is no America? That America's Constitution doesn't even work in a fundamental way? I'm not willing to say that. Well, why would you? Well, how could we say that? That
1: doesn't make sense. The whole point of the whole thing. We have a, get off of this Jewish thing. We have a European framework mm-hmm. of describing the world and to run in our country. It's the British business model. Our founders left us this phenomenal life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Everybody get out there. Do things for your life. Do things for your liberty and do things for your pursuit of happiness. And when you do that, oh, you're going to run into Christ. They, the founders left us a religious life. <laughs> a you know a life of faith of a religious family. framework
0: they did they mechanism just,
1: but they were just cool enough to say you don't have to do it one way or the other there's no state religion they left it open but it's a completely different organization than slavery drugs and piracy we got life liberty and the pursuit of happiness we got slavery drugs and piracy pick them. you pick them.
0: Oh, hey, people hey, wait here's another one here's here's another one here's another one of these cognitive distortions that I just the life of me when I'm, I'm, the reason I say I'm discouraged is because it's never been more clear to me how stupid people can be. And you, you want to think that the people who are at least paying attention to politics enough to comment on them are some of the more intelligent folks. Right. But what I'm starting to see is that the, the academic, uh, uh, bourgeoisie, uh, the, 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 the um, the Talking Heads, the Ivy League brigade, those people, Ugh. and 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 the uh, and whatever their counter is, are just as stupid as one another. And the centrists are no are no different. And sometimes the centrists are usually from the Ivy League, but but even when they're not, the centrist is his own place, right? Is everybody? Oh, I'm I'm so moderate. I just I do well in the middle. People, I can talk to both sides. As fuck off. You know, if you can talk to both sides when both sides have some sanity, that's good. What,
1: what, did, what did it say? Spit on the
0: floor. Right. I uh, spit on the floor when I meet you people, you discuss me. But, um... Did you get that T-shirt up at the store? I didn't. I got to still get that design finished. I want that one to be special. It's, that's that's a... That's a spit, spit on the floor. Spit on the floor.
1: Coming soon to a uh, free people store near yeah, you. Yeah,
0: yeah. The store is doing well. People like the, like the stuff on the store. I keep seeing people purchase stuff. But my, um... What what I was gonna say is where they merge plot, you know. Um, the 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 right has the same sort of uh, cognitive distortion about a thing like race, right? Because again, like imagine you say, imagine you say that the European Jews. From a genealogical standpoint, is that the right word? Genealogical? They're gonna go making up words again. A no, genealogy? No, that, no,
1: that's a that's a word. Okay, genealogy. Just making sure, you know, yeah, we got yeah. the fucking
0: dictionary police out there these days. From a from a genealog genealogical standpoint, from a genetic standpoint, um, that the European Jews aren't the real Jews, which is something you hear even on the a lot far right. No, I mean not. No, I'm just talking about from the Hebrew Israelites. I'm talking about- Oh,
1: this is a big thing with Stu Peters.
0: Okay, so Stu, and this is just- Kazarians. This is just a logical question. If the Kazarians aren't real Jews by blood, that would make them European. That would make them white, right? So they're not even Jews. They're white. That's his point. But no, that's not his point, because at the same time, you get the crossover, the Nick Fuentes-type crowd, who say we need to become a Christian- White nation again. Well, the Khazarians and the Jews are white.
1: I'm sure he's on the payroll of the CIA now. But do you understand you what say,
0: I'm saying? When you say it like that,
1: when you look at that, don't you
0: understand? What, am I making sense? Yeah. If for they're sure. not real Jews by blood, by by ethnicity, by genealogy, if they picked up the faith, the religious tradition, and and uh, uh, you know assimilated into their European culture, they're white. So if you're saying that they're the issue, you're going back to say that whites are the issue. <laughs> that's that's a, a good move. And And this is the same, but this is what the woke left, BLM, Islamic Brotherhood, Hamas, CCP, constabulary from around the world is building up. They're saying, this is their point. They're saying that the Jews they the, the, they're saying it from a different angle.
1: They're whites.
0: Yes, they are saying it. Therefore, that way.
1: they're colonial yes. settlers. Oppressing yes, that's exactly, the how, brown they're people. It. That's exactly how they're saying That's exactly how
0: they're saying it. And they're sucking up
1: all the kids. That and have,
0: Stu Peters and Nick Fuentes are helping. They're helping it. So, again, I say they hate themselves. Who are these people? They're on the payroll. Who are who are these people? I mean, I don't even accept that we're European. We're not European. We're Americans. We're, Amer- we're not European. We went to war with these people to have independence. Twice. We're not European. We're just not. I think
1: this is a very important thing for us to continue working on in our future work together. What is it to be an American? We need to redefine what it is to be an American. Absolutely. We had an image of it, and that's been thoroughly overthrown. That'd be the yeah. movies of the... Well, they were all... John Wayne? Well, it's the Jewish, uh, Hollywood gave us a never-ending kind of a... The Jews weren't in charge of Hollywood back then, though. Oh, yes, they were. Were they? Oh, of course they were, really? 100%. Huh. Louis B. Mayer, come on. They ran the whole deal. Did they? They did. Yes, they did. Huh. They did. And you know why they had they a did. very
0: different. They had a very different way of depicting American citizenship back then, didn't they? Of course they, they did, because mm. that's where the money was. Mm. We the people. We the people we decided def- what we would buy and what we would that's watch. That's correct. Right.
1: Like I was asked to go to see uh this new um Aquaman movie that's out. <laughs>
0: yeah. I
1: refused. Why? Because there's nothing there to see. The first one was good. But the second one was even my young 11 14-year-old uh, man Bryden said this thing sucked. <laughs> but I mean the movies are not good. The this graphics
0: was- were good. The fr- the Aquaman movie was the first movie was the first superhero movie. Avatar, Aquaman, well, Aquaman came before this last Avatar movie. And as much as I think James Cameron is a woke turd, yeah, those fucking movies are great. I mean, they're just an example. If you spend a billion dollars on making one, Would you please watch Payback? If you, well, listen, Payback's great, I'm sure. I like really simple movies like My Cousin Vinny. Go watch. I'm I'm a simple guy. I'm just telling you. But what I'm telling you is- when you go see Avatar at IMAX, the thing is a is a. I saw it's it. It's a feat of. I
1: saw it. It's cinema. a transhumanist. Wet. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Well, yeah, that's the underlying political message. That's correct. Not even underlying. Overlying. Right. But I'm just saying, the graphics are incredible. Animation's incredible. Aquaman was the first underwater movie where they actually were able to um, create an underwater world uh, with real people, right? Not like Finding Nemo where they had the fish swimming under animated. No, this was like more real, better CGI before the latest Wear the Water Avatar movie that was actually functional, functional, like you could really get into it, right? So I thought the first, first of all, the comic book, comic books were great. I love comic books. Maybe comic books were a part of the satanic play too. At that level, you're gonna say everything. You can say everything is. I'm just not one of those jerk offs either. I love the comic, I love DC, I love Marvel. I love to compare the two. Marvel was great. I read the actual comics when I was coming up. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, x Men. I read the actual- Captain ca- America. Captain America. All right. We can't even make Cap- Cap- Captain America's a racist colonialist. right? I mean, th- this is how, this is how fucking, st- let me take another drink of this. <laughs> this is how fucking stupid these people think you are. In the movie Black Panther, they are in Wakanda. And I remember the little sister of, of t- 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 T'Challa, uh, who's Black Panthers. you know, played by the actor that, that died recently of uh, cancer. He was a really good actor too, but but he he passed. That was that was uh sad because it was sudden. But anyway, the little sister called the the white, uh, who is like a men in black sort of CIA agent. He worked for SHIELD, which was like the, the intergalactic, you know, human intergalactic agency that's keeping track of all of this, you know, all of this superhero shit, right? Uh all of the space shit. Anyway, she called him a, a, a settler. Right, she called him a a, a colonialist, right? In, in the movie, yeah, yeah, she called him a colony. Fighting words, yeah. She she called him that, yeah. But what's funny is, in the story arc, Captain America and Black Panther end up being the best allies. I mean, they have like a, a special relationship, and it was the same way in the comics. In the comics, Black Panther, the first time Black Panther was introduced to the Marvel. To the Avengers canon, Black Panther came to America to seek out Captain America to come and help him fight um, a rival tribe in Wakanda that had tried to, that had killed his father and challenged the crown, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the kingship there. Um, so, I mean, th- this is how stupid they think you are. In one sense, they call you colonial settlers. In another sense, Captain America and, Black Panther are the best allies in the. I mean, they don't even know, they don't even know how to construct a seamless counter narrative. I mean, that's just how shoddy because they're intemperate. They're not even really sophisticated like that in the way they're going about this shit. That means we're really stupid. That means we're really fucking stupid. I mean, real dumb. That's that's discouraging. That's discouraging, ain't it? That's that, why that, I was saying it. It's discouraging. I get it.
1: I get. I get like it. how I feel
0: your pain. That's how, good little effort they have to put forward to get everybody distracted and goofy bothers me. I'm just like, Stu, Nick, what are we talking about? You gotta be a fed, because no Christian would say something like, we should be a white Christian nation. What the fuck do you mean by white? What do they mean by whites and non-whites? Why would you, Why would I use the framework that my enemy uses to define myself? That's what Nick Fuentes uh, uh, proposed online. He said, we have to get serious that there is uh, a movement out there to separate whites from non-whites and that we should start to view ourselves and accept that we're whites because they view themselves as non-whites and they don't like us and they don't wanna be around us and they don't wanna, why would I allow my enemies to create a classification and categorization to define me? Why would I define myself by the, the way my enemies want to define me?
1: When you talk like this, it's just so obvious that everything is going to lead us away from life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the core documents. It is That's discouraging. And people go down the rabbit hole. That's my bitch. It's
0: easy to go down that rabbit hole. I can't tell you how much I'm seeing it. It's Judas or the white. Uh, or I said the other day, I say, when I post that clip of the Godzilla movie on Twitter, one comment, and mostly, every, and I'm not saying it's not the vast majority, it's a loud minority of people. One person goes, what about the, because I say the white, this is being led by white liberal women. This this climate change. Oh yeah, change. I saw that. It is. The climate change thing is a is the poster child of it is Greta right Thunberg. Right here in Minnesota. It's right. Greta Thunberg. Right here See? it's The doctor, Kelly Morrison. Greta Thunberg is the global figurehead. of Uh,
1: She's everywhere. Come on. She's like an agent. Come on. She's nowhere and everywhere. And somebody goes,
0: what about the black liberal women? It's like, okay, yeah, what about them? I talk about them all the time. But why do you feel the need to interject that black liberal women are just as bad as white liberal women? I mean, you know, it's like, Come on, man. Like, what are we? Victoria Nuland, Nikki Haley, Amy Klobuchar. Same people. Elizabeth Warren.
1: Same people. Uh, oh, no, she's worth $65 million.
0: Hillary Clinton. $200 million. I mean, you know, well, what are we talking about? Well, uh, Jill Biden. You know, I mean, we could go down the list. And the list is long. And, yeah, you could sprinkle some black women. I mean, think of, think of how the squad gets put. Th- think of this. This is crazy. I've been thinking about this lately. The squad—don't get me—horrifying, horrifying. Rashida, Ilhan, uh, uh, AOC—I mean, they're just horrifying. It, it's that's comic book. That's like that's like a real life comic book, right? Um, but it's just a special edition. When you look at
1: the—that's <laughs> <laughs> good.
0: It is. It is. A big distraction. When you when you look at the broad body of the United States Congress and the Senate, the majority of the women that are in office are who? White women. They are. They are. So and to, it's a great advance for women to say that Ilhan Omar and those guys are leading the way. They're not leading shit. They're carrying water. Maxine Waters. She's probably got more juice than the four of them got to be honest cuz she's been there and so she's long. She's got more balls for sure. She's got more she's got more uh evidence. She rides. She knows where more bones are buried. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah, she's and she acts like it too. I mean, she doesn't even have the thin v- veneer of of playing the game. She's just way out there in left you, field. You know, I, I
1: have to say I kind of respect her for some of that shit, you know, <laughs> cuz she's so wild. You know in the financial crisis of 2008. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Her husband owned a community bank. And of course, I have to say this carefully because I don't know all the facts. and yeah. remember. But somehow she wrote a letter yeah. and he got an injection of capital to save that bank. I mean, this kind of shit is just crazy when you say where the bones are buried.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I talk to you and when we go over these things, I just have this pain, this suffering, and this question I asked myself, what do we have to do to get people to be Americans? Why do we want to not be Ameri- What? Why do we hate ourselves so much? We're given this great country. All we got to do is participate. Shit, we can't even get people to vote. We can't even get people to vote. How many people do you... and
0: But you want to talk about the Jews.
1: Jason said he's never voted in a presidential election recently. Did you see that?
0: He said he's not going to. He said he has no plans to. Why? Because he's, an, he's a neocon. You think the neocons feel the need to vote?
1: What, well, I'm glad you're off the show because how can we have a guy? Do the
0: neocons need to vote?
1: Do they need to vote? Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently yeah. when they win, they win, and they lose, they win. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's why we got Nikki Haley coming up as a dark horse. Yeah. But, but
0: the, 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 and people want to say, what, why are you saying 501c3 Christians? It's another PSYOP.
1: Why? Because how many people are ready to pick up their cross and bear it? Because if you're either going to pick up your cross and bear it or you're a
0: 501c3, I mean, it's kind of mutually exclusive. No, no we don't have to, I don't have to bear any cross. You don't? Christ, Christ died for my sins. Christ is my, Christ is my personal. Lord and Savior. He died for my sins. Is it that easy? Everything, all I, I was baptized, I've given my life over to Jesus Christ. I'm saved. I go to I go to worship on Sundays. And they play electric guitar and bass and tambourine. And everybody's welcome. And everybody's welcome. And and guess what? Hey, that's it. What's gonna be of the world is gonna be. It's God's plan. It's all predetermined. There is no free will. There's no free will.
1: That sounds very satanic to me. Seems a little satanic. The whole point is free will. You know, in Judaism, for the Stewies and the Knicks that are watching us, this will fuck you up for sure. Jewish people are raised to believe. The real Jewish people. You're going to love this, Stew. We're actually raised to believe. That the world's not finished, and God gave us free will to choose how it's going to get finished. It's kind of a trip, kind of like uh, the Matrix with uh, Cipher and Neo. Every Jewish people Every Jewish person is supposed to believe that they have the responsibility of finishing. You talked about that.
0: The power of creation.
1: You talked about that magazine, Tikkun. That's what it means. Takunu Alam, the healing of the world. That's oh guess
0: who guess who also believes that? Guess who's very close to you, you all you all's uh tribe with that? Who's that? Um lean this way a little bit. Um the black Muslims. I mean not, not the black Muslims, I'm sorry. A lot of Muslims and not only the black Muslims, a lot of these new newer um I want to call them what Hotep Jesus would call them Hoteps, but
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: But they're like they're like kind of a, a an evolution of the same uh, kind of theological philosophy of Nation of Gods and Earth from Clarence Clarence X Clarence Thirteen X, um, who came from, you know, Clarence came from the mosque from Mosque Number Seven with Malcolm, and then after Malcolm defected from the Nation of Islam, he defected as well in New York City, and he created his own. Um, organization called The Nation of Gods and Earths. And in The Nation of Gods and Earths, there are a lot of people who the men refer to themselves as gods and the women refer to themselves as earths. And the, the premise of this is that God made us in his image, right? His image and his likeness. Now, again, this gets a little woke and when I see this online I I, I, I smack myself in the head and I go damn, y'all are caught up in that because C- it's it's not even that the it's not even that the the spirit of it is wrong so much that the emotional investment in it is is disanchored, right? I mean, you can tell it becomes a sort of narcissistic aggrandizement more than it is a a, a function of of well being and self governance and and participation. A descriptive in a, in the world.
1: label becomes a narcissistic a narcissistic yeah, yeah, excuse. Yeah. I
0: don't like that. But but their their whole their whole view of it, of it is similar in that. Saying that man was made in the image of God, and and part of the the evidence, part of the evidence is that man has the ability through consciousness to take his thoughts and turn them into reality. Creativity, yeah. Kinda no no like other species really. No 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 other species of on the planet has that ability. Sounds like
1: the Declaration of Independence.
0: Yes, it does. So there's merit to it. I'm not saying it's it's meritless. I'm saying when you turn it into a narcissistic tool for you to walk around like a, I'm a god myself, it's like, okay, slow down, <laughs> okay, fuck, <laughs> my guy, pump your brakes, okay, you, you're way out there, you're way out there past the buoy, but but I get I get the the sentiment, and it's very similar to what you're saying about Jewish people thinking that they were commissioned to finish creation, that the free will
1: peace. and we got most of them out there going in a different, pulling in a different direction, which leads to some of this. Hatred,
0: but it's us Catholics that will be throwing a, a monkey wrench in you guys as a you guys interpretation of the thing. How's but we'll say that, that another day. Go ahead. Yeah, we just no. Two, time. Too deep. Get AJ on here. Too d Get 2-D. A. Get AJ. Look, I, I don't look. I'm not saying, you know, there is heresy, but we're in a whole new world now. And to finish, let's talk. Well, this is the great. This is we was one of the longest podcasts we've had. But th- to to finish. The God of chaos. Here it comes. (laughs) The UFO. In case
1: you're not scared enough.
0: UFO sighting over Air Force One. You don't do it out of fear. This is just the world that's in front of us. Don't be afraid. You're scared, as they say, go to church in the neighborhood. If you're scared, go to church. Um, UFO sighting over Air Force One. We're We're going to war. Houthi and the Blowfish. Military industrial complex. Um... What, what, what do you make of the, the, the UFO thing, but it, it throws a real wrench in a lot of people's previously held views of the world, right, of the universe, in a good way, in a healthy way. I mean, I, and I think there's a, there's a Christian, this kind of tells you how, how Christianity has been perverted in America anyway, because there's a lot of things in the Bible that are left out of the common purview of Christianity. And it's it's weird. You know, it's it's uh like one the the, the firmament. Right? The Bible speaks of earth as a firmament. We heading towards the flat earth now? No, I I I think the earth is round. I I just personally think it's round, but I could be wrong. Look, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a 32-year-old black kid from from Rondo community in St. Paul. Science is a... I've never been to space. I can't tell you if the earth Science is flat is around. Science is about
1: constant inquiry.
0: I can't tell you whether the earth is flat around. I don't feel the need to. Do you care? I don't care. I don't care either. I really don't care. I, you can't make me care. You just can't make me care. You can't make me feel you're bad gonna, about... You're going
1: to ask me this question about aliens, I'm going to tell you. I don't care, and I'm going to tell you why.
0: No, I'm not. my question not about the aliens. My question is about the Bible. Oh as a Jewish man okay as a as an Orthodox religious Jew when you read the Old Testament and you read the Bible and there's constant reference in there to entities that could be thought of as extraterrestrial interdimensional certainly interdimensional but but extraterrestrial or the firmament for example as as a as 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 um Judeo-Christian stories that um that refer to this UFO sort of extraterrestrial phenomenon that we never really even talk about. I mean, so much of Christianity gets boiled down to like do you use profanity or not. And we never even really talk about the the more existential writings in the in the Bible like the firmament or or some of the beings that are, or things that are described in the Bible, um, what, what's your, what's your take? I mean, they're obviously going to use the UFO thing against us now, one way or another. Either it's already being used against us, the aliens are here. This- wait way, wait,
1: slow down. Yeah. Is God supernatural? Of course. Great. I'm working on that one. And all the other stuff that comes with it, it comes with it. You know, this is, this is something for the younger people. The younger people. You know, I'm not a younger person anymore, but I started working on my faith when I was young. And I'm not saying somebody couldn't convert and find Christ on their deathbed yeah. and be saved. I think they could. But it's a little different if you started working when you were like 12, like Little Royce, and build a superstructure of faith that you keep working on throughout your entire life. It's there. For when you die. I mean, really, you know, for everybody that's like pushing that away, hey, it's coming at you like a freight train. That light you see, that's not a train. (laughs) So, you know, we got to deal with this issue. You know, a lot of religion is about preparing one to die Mm -hmm. with some resolution about life and death.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, God is a supernatural being. I have been, been blessed to know God, to really know Him. So all these lesser lights that come along, hey, I'm focused on God, and if the angels want to show up, great, and the Nephilim want to show up, great, and Klaus Schwab wants to show up, great, (laughs) my strength is in my faith. That's it. I can deal with any issue that comes up if I have faith, and to the extent that I don't have faith, I need to. I need to pray for forgiveness for not being faithful. That, I mean, I think for me, where I am in my own walk right now, any fear, anxiety, doubt, that's just a measure of my own faithlessness. Yeah. And we're at a point in American history, hey, we need to have some faith in the American people, in our country, in our founding documents, in what it is to be an American, white or black or red or yellow or brown. Who gives a shit about our color, Nick? Do we believe in being an American? And if we want to believe in being an American, could we please study what it is to be an American? Because nobody taught us. They taught us how to be Europeans. I have something I want to say. Fuck these Europeans. Just fuck them. Their ideology sucks. It just sucks. It just does. We We see that it sucks. We experimented with it. It doesn't work. It's making us poor. It's making us unwell. And it's making us extinct Mm. because they're teaching us that we love the earth so much that we have to die. These people really suck. They really suck. Earth worshipers.
0: Well, they're pagans. I mean, this is the essence of paganism. Weren't the Germanics earth worshipers?
1: They were pagans, and earth worship is a big part of it. No, I mean,
0: wasn't the earth, wasn't that the, the wasn't that the rift between the Germanic tribes and the in the Roman Empire is that the Germanic tribes had a fa- the, the the runes that you see in in uh, Aryan or Nazi Ukrainian Eastern European Germanic Europe are um symbols of the pagan polytheistic religion of Earth worship. Earth worship. Natural way. Right.
1: Right. Fire and ice. Right. Right. Odin. It's kind of. Thor. These people were conquered by the Holy Roman Empire. And the Holy Roman Empire came through and said, because it wasn't a Holy Roman Empire, they just, it sounded good. Mm -hmm. Convert or die. Convert or die. These people converted and in their basements, they kept the old ways. And guess where they ended up? Columbia University, Harvard University, teaching my children everything that's anti-Christian. That's what we're living in. So angry about it. Because going back to what you said, you have to like have an Italian kind of meal to figure this up. You might have to read some philosophy that goes
0: back to, oh, I don't know, the Bible. Start there. Read the Bible. Did the founding father, do you think that the founding father's um interpretation of Christianity or political structure government structure of America was uh, a sort of resolve or remedy to the the sins of of not only the crown but the Roman Empire as well and trying to force people to to love God that the the, the freedom and liberalism that was adopted in America's foundational Free will. documents Free will. were a, a sort of evolution of what had went wrong with the Holy Roman Empire and and the British Empire? I think that's a good good working theory and because the success of our country
1: is on the backs of each individual American citizen who's given the right to exercise his free will through the process. There's no divine right of kings. There's no, I mean, we've got this goofy oligarch class now, this fascist class, not what, it, what our country is made to be. Our con- I mean, You say it quite eloquently, the nation of shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. Creativity. It, you know, Our scope is way too large. I really don't give a shit about those seaborne choke points in the Middle East that can cut off oil to the Chinese. I don't care about that. I care about the people that live in North Minneapolis mm-hmm. or that live in Waseca or live in Hibbing that need to... You know, we've spent what two hundred billion dollars on the Ukrainians or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How about everybody just get a check? I mean, if we're just going to print money and give it away, instead of laundering it through the Ukraine, how about laundering it through the Professor Penn household? That's the
0: the argument they make for universal basic income. Okay, great. If we're going to print up the money and spend it anyway, we might as well just pass it around to Americans.
1: Well, if we're going to waste it, you know, they they spend all this money on the.
0: but well, they're not wasting it. There's an investment. Uh, in what? In Nazi Germany. <laughs> that's great. That's right. In the runs. Yeah, in the we're, runs. We're getting invested in the runs. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's yeah. great. Fantastic. It's a double, it's a twofer. We're invested in Nazi Germany and we get the, you know, we get the shit on, on Russia. You know how we and love we the shit on the Russia. we get all the money
1: that comes off all that if you're in that oligarch class. I don't, when people say in the, in the, in the right that it's a money laundering operation, I'm not sure American citizens really understand what's being said there.
0: Okay. Explain it. What they're
1: saying is when you send a hundred million dollars of aid to the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. only about, oh, I don't know, 50 cents actually goes to the Ukraine. The rest of it gets taken off for, you know, handling charges, for carrying charges. You know, every, every defense contractor, every logistics company, every NGO, everybody's taking the cash before it gets to the Ukrainian people. By the time they get to the Ukrainian people, oh, Putin won. Because none of the money got there.
0: <laughs> none of the weapons got the weapons are showing up in the Middle East. But wait, wait. The Nikki Haleys of the world and everybody else. Give us more. No, well, but they but they but they knew and they never thought to explain to the American people when they were saying that we just need more aid in order for Ukraine to cross the finish line. This was just Amy Klobuchar three days ago. Yes. This ain't this ain't over. Although the war is strategically over. They won't accept strategic well, they defeat. Well, got a new war now. No, but but they're still saying we need to get the Ukraine cross finish law.
1: Hey, you know, the more the merrier. When you're talking about Robin, uh, why Robin? But why way?
0: didn't these people, why didn't Amy, why didn't Nikki Haley come and say, hey, listen, there's a VIG on the money that, you know, the money that we're printing that we don't have to help the Ukraine fight this war? These
1: 2,000 people are going to get the VIG. There's a VIG. Yeah. So
0: we actually need triple that. I was watching a movie the other day. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Bugsy with Warren Beatty. Oh, yeah, of course I have. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a great movie. It's a great movie. And Victoria Hill, and the, that's a, and that's it, a really good movie. Yeah. And and, and Bugsy goes in the, he goes on in, in the early scene to, to meet the guy who's been skimming money off the top. And he and he goes out of this, but this, these dudes were funny, funny. Who was a Jewish gangster, by the way? I mean, if Jewish Hollywood was.
1: Well, it was a gangster who was a cultural Jew. He can't be a Jewish gangster. That's an oxymoron.
0: But I'm saying that if the if the Jews were running Hollywood, even even then, they didn't they didn't feel they didn't feel any personal affliction with depicting Jewish the Jewish mob. There well, wasn't there wasn't a there, there wasn't a, a concession created like oh we don't want to depict Jews black, as, as bootleggers. Is
1: the black community proud of its gangsters?
0: Um, yeah, they're they're somewhat iconicized, yeah. Same
1: thing in the Jewish community.
0: Yeah, because they're the people that say. I thought Sonny Johnson made a great point about about the Black community. where I can't speak on behalf of the Jewish community, but although the Jew, the are Jew, you sure? The Jew, yeah, well, yeah. I guess I can. <laughs> hey, don't don't be out me on the on the show like that. <laughs> there's some. There's some. No, I'm not even gonna say that. Then I'm gonna be in on for then on this. Oh, all, all, all hell's gonna break loose. <laughs> but um, yeah, I won't go there today. I'll go there another day. We'll save that story for another day. Another I promise. Rose. I have I have Grandma Sandra Pryor in uh, one day to to tell that story about Grandma Doris and and the and the the whole uh, the whole white family tree. But um, my point is like the 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 black community and Sonny made a great point. Sonny Johnson, she said, and it made me think for the first time. She goes. All these conservatives, all these right-wingers, all these Republicans talk about how bad Marxism and communism is. Imagine what it was like to live in it. Imagine what it's like to live under it. And imagine being a young black man that would much rather um, take the risk uh, or the, the sin or, or the danger, yeah, the, the, the danger, the risk that comes along with the street life, the gangster life, uh, rather than become a slave to communism and Marxism, all story of the liberalism.
1: Godfather. Old story of the Godfather. Well,
0: it's it's very American in its in its spirit, real Americanism, not lukewarm post World War II democratic liberal order Americanism. I'm free. Well, it's, it, it yeah, it's it's give me liberty or give me death, and in that way, the black community sort of chooses death, or at least the potential of death. Like in Chicago, young kids in Chicago run around with guns. Now, don't get me wrong; it's silly there's no sacred honor in it it's lawless but so were the early days of america as a nation and the rule of law put put some guardrails around that and we all saw that as being better but what's what's happened there's a cost big cost the federal government is pissing on you all the time and and it was you know so there's a trade off yeah
1: you know, tricky dick he was the one trying to take it down and he lost his presidency yeah yeah and here comes donald trump suffering the same kind of lawfare that Richard... And we think this will never... What are they doing to Trump? Oh, it's unprecedented. No, no. They removed a sitting president with a shot to the front of his head and said it was from behind. That was 63. Then just 10 years later, in 73, they removed a president through lawfare without ever proving that he was involved in the conspiracy. Why do you say it was a shot to the front of the head? talking about Kennedy, that shot in the Zapruder film.
0: That was the front of the
1: head, you think? Well, I thought it was from behind for part of my life.
0: I thought it hit from, I thought it hit from the side. You did, huh? I you mean, know, just from a physics, from from mean, a physics standpoint, you
1: mean standpoint. He his head, jacked back in that car?
0: Well, look, if you get hit with high power, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shill for the Zapruder or the magic bullet theory. You know, I'm, I can't believe that the boomers believe the magic bullet theory. But the, 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 the idea that when a bullet hits your head, trust me you which way your head's gonna move is gonna is, is, is not gonna his be his whole as
1: body jacked backwards. He got shot from the front and they convinced us we he got shot from behind. Don't You believe... think he
0: got shot from the front? I uh, yes I, I do. I thought the bullet hit from the side from this side left upper left cranial area and it and the the force jacked is you know it boom it you know
1: You can see it any way you want to.
0: But you think but you think he was hit from the front. I certainly do. Where? Where'd the bullet come from?
1: From the grassy knoll or from wherever the hell. The guy, the story has not come out yet. He was not shot by Lee Harvey Oswald.
0: Well, I don't believe that.
1: My point is not to get caught down the Zapruder hole.
0: Zapruder Nixon, hole is a good hole.
1: Nixon's way better. Kennedy's dead. Nixon, we got a president right now, Trump, Okay. who's... Getting these unprecedented legal challenges. You're
0: saying Trump's getting water-gated.
1: That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And the same
0: lawyers. I don't like your Nixon theory.
1: Well, you better do some research. Come to the show on Thursday night. I'm going to lay it out. I'm, in great I'm going detail. to.
0: Great. Detail. You know I'm always open to learn. You look at the 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 the, the total the total sum of Nixon's presidency. If he wasn't in on it, he was damn sure a useful idiot.
1: Well, you know things change over Ro time. Roe v.
0: Wade. The gold well, he standard. We had nothing to do with Roe v. Wade. That's a Supreme Court. Ro- well, d- well, no. That's like, a well, Supreme Court. Yes, but the conservatives, but but the conservative movement, executive powers, the presidency, he could have said, "Hey, this is a matter of national security." Did he do that?
1: <laughs> national security. I
0: I like that theory. Is it not? Abortion and
1: national security. Only if you're going to derive abortion from the military-industrial complex. That's what I'm saying. And it is.
0: That's what I'm saying. We're getting
1: deep now. I think we're leaving mm-hmm. some of the viewers in the dust.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, hey. That's that's. I mean, we we. That's so why I'm about, running for United States Senate. But listen, I not, agree with that. EPA, no, 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 no. Wait Gold a second. Standard. Wait a second. Okay.
1: Things change over time.
0: Maybe Kissinger. The big one was opening up China. Yes. Okay, that's the big one. But that
1: was like the ultimate fuck you to the military industrial complex. Why? Because the entire architecture of the expenditure at that time was an anti-communist expenditure. Vietnam was a war against the Chinese. Right. Right on their border. Right. That was a continuation of the Korean War.
0: So your theory of the case is that Nixon, Nixon's in on it. We know what Kissinger's in on it was. Nixon, Kissinger's in on it was globalism.
1: Nixon was a Quaker. Very peaceful group of people.
0: Like Uncle Alfred.
1: Well <laughs> I hope not. Well Uncle Alfred had some other listen, strings. Listen, 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 strings to Let's go here.
0: Let's go here. Your boy Nixon. My boy now. Your, yeah. <laughs> Your boy Nixon. Right. Don't be comparing Nixon to Trump. Now I'm not. I, I just I can't. I can't. I'm do
1: saying it. the people that took him out. I'm not comparing Nixon to Trump.
0: You're saying that the people who benefited from him going down were the administrative state.
1: That's what was defended and protected, and all of this. That bastard, don't
0: mean he was a good guy.
1: No, but he he actually proposed block grants to the states and the deconstruction of the administrative state, and they smoked his ass. Maybe he
0: did that as a cover up of all no, his wicked no, ways. No. No. Maybe it's Jeffrey Epstein saying the way of the future is the way women think. And then he's raping 13-year-old girls on on the Lydia Express.
1: Nixon brought an end to the Vietnam War. Nixon opened China. Nixon was de- deconstructing the administrative state. Nixon told Hoover, I know who killed Kennedy. Nixon did a lot of things that were not in a box. He was... N- He was like a transitional figure. He was not completely down with the neocon narrative. In fact, he was deconstructing it. He was the one that said you can't have guns and butter at the same time. we got to get out of Vietnam. we got to quit this war with the communists. And he had the gravitas to do it because he was like the ultimate anti-communist warrior. I think he needs a little bit more review. I'm not saying he was a good guy. I'm saying that the guys that took him out— Oh, Reagan's a
0: totally- Reagan, Nixon, no. both seen in a picture. If you go up right now, pull your phone out. No. Talking about the monkeys? No, no, no. Oh, well, Yeah, <laughs> talking about the Africans as monkeys, yeah, that's one thing. They had
1: that in common. <laughs> they did have that in common.
0: That they were racist? Yes. Hey, it was going around. Pull your phone out. Yes, sir. And Google Bohemian Grove. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Let's Google Bohemian Grove.
1: Great, I'm doing it right now. Got it. Wikipedia. Yes, sir.
0: Go ahead, pull it up.
1: I'm looking at it right now. What's the picture? Ronald Reagan, Harvey Hancock, Richard Nixon, and Glenn Seaborg.
0: Now, how you feel about them?
1: I feel this shit's deep. <laughs> we better have a long <laughs> Italian meal on this one. These people are scary. And all the the att- double
0: cross and the triple cross. And all the
1: attorneys that took them out were Jewish. What does that tell you? And all the attorneys that are working on Trump, anti-Jews. This shit, you know what? I'm going to invite you out for a long Italian <laughs> meal, and we're going to have to sort through this over some pasta and red wine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, this is American politics. It's a it's a goat fuck. But um, we no, appreciate it. No, it's Go a ahead. goat fuck
1: Go until everybody that's listening just goes into the Republican Party, and we can ungoat fuck it in one election cycle if the people would quit dependent on these Bohemian Grove worshiping motherfuckers and just come right off your couch and realize this is our country. It's not theirs.
0: Stop thinking. Stop thinking they have some some uh, academic expertise that that uh that gives them the you know the the skill the know-how some special power yeah to to govern over you you have just as much common sense to govern yourself as they do uh you know academic expertise and and you know
1: here here's the greatest power in the universe what they fear that everybody watching and listening can implement right now whatsoever you wish for when you pray believe you've received it and you shall have it what do we want as American citizens? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's just claim it and let's believe it and believe we've received it and these sons of bitches are going to disappear.
0: Miracle. Do I sound crazy? Please call me crazy. Thank you. What's your um, part, pardon shots and tell us where we can watch and listen to the podcast.
1: podcast is on Tuesdays and Thursday nights and I'm asking you there. I'm drafting off of the magnificent Royce White, candidate for U.S. Senate, please come over to the Professor Penn Podcast where we're getting into the detail work of the history to create a substrate for our candidates to venture ahead. We're going to be in an argument about Richard Nixon here next. That could be the next Hebrews. To Nixon or not to Nixon? That is the question. (laughs) I'll tell you what, he's better than Nikki Haley.
0: He's better than Nikki Haley. smarter. He's better than Nikki Haley. Maybe that may be worse. Dangerous. Nikki Haley's not working for us. Nikki Haley's not thinking this shit up on their own. These guys, if Nikki uh, Nixon and Reagan, these guys were no dummies. We've got the things they were involved in. Now Kissinger was a smart, diabolical. How about George
1: Bush the Senior? These people were hitters.
0: Hitters. That's Nikki right. Haley's not a hitter.
1: We've watered down a bit, haven't we?
0: Yeah, she doesn't it's even it's
1: time yeah. for an American revival. No, I do Not only
0: think they watered, I think they I think they did it intentionally. Why would we have our hitters out in front? We don't want we don't stick want, them in the bureaucracy. Stick them in the where bureaucracy where they
1: can run things. Where they can run things. And these elected officials Interchangeable. that's just a scam for us to go get excited. interchange What a jerk off that is, huh? We he, need some real politicians. Hey, y'all get out there and caucus for Royce White. If you're in Minnesota, yeah. come to the campaign, be involved in politics, and let's get some real American leaders going before it's too late.
0: Professor Penn, ladies and gentlemen. Professor Penn, this has been another family and friends guest episode, one that I really love. Hebrews. Hebros is coming soon. Um Well, this is kind of a Hebrews. This is Hebrews. You're, you're getting this this is Hebrews, but we got the official Channel and branding of Hebrews coming, which well, is—we're going
1: to try to be a little more funny on Hebrews little we'll A little set, bit different a little
0: bit different setting, a little bit more whiskey. Hopefully, maybe some cigars. I'm trying not to smoke too many cigars these days. Can't trust them. But you know, Hebro's is coming soon. Please call me crazy as usual. Um, we didn't have any Christmas episode this this uh, or uh, Christmas Eve episode, so we've been off for a couple of days. If you didn't already go watch the Alex Jones episode on Twitter or on Rumble on War Rooms Getter Page, Rumble page, and I believe Alex Jones is running an running interview this week. I'm not sure exactly which day or which hour. Over a million views right now. Over a million views, the, the interview with Alex Jones. It was uh it was a special one. I thought Alex was was great. He was in rare form, uh and and very spiritual towards the end. So uh go back and watch that. That was the last episode we were on and up. It wasn't on YouTube. We apologize, but since I'm already on a 90 day strike, if I'd have put Alex Jones up, my channel might have been completely uh, uh, blown apart, taken down. Yep. Yeah, so um, go visit, it. and you can always go listen on all the audio platforms. The audio platform has been great in letting us put put everything up, so that's that's a good sign. Um, Professor Penn Podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays 7:30 p.m. Central. You can go to FreePeopleRadio.com and find out where you can watch and listen to the podcast. Follow us on social media. You can also go to the store by hitting the store tab on freepeopleradio.com's website. You can also go to freepeopleradio.store. If you want to go directly to the store, don't forget to visit roycewhite.us. You can make a contribution to my Senate campaign. And this is a grassroots movement. And this is one other thing I wanted to say before we finish today. The amount of money that that is assumed you need in order to run a successful Senate campaign should be enough incentive, should be enough motiv- motivation, should be a big enough insult to your intelligence and your citizenship for you to get involved in politics. 40 to $50 million these Senate campaigns are costing. Where? Just, just tell me in the comments, where would I need to go? Who would I need to sit with? What would I need to promise them? In order to raise forty to fifty million dollars to be competitive in the United States Senate race, and if you think about that, it becomes pretty clear why our Senate is so bereft of any America firsters, because there is no America first super donor money out there. That's exactly what Vivek Ramaswamy has been been saying, and it's partly why they why they're so threatened by Donald Trump, because his his persona, his his, uh, his, his popularity draws so much small dollar donation. From an economic standpoint, it it really is a, a movement of the people in, in a political sense. So um, stop by the Senate campaign, uh, Senate campaign website, RoyceWhite.us. Make a contribution if you can. Stay tuned for the Senate campaign. We got a lot more coming to the website in terms of news and endorsements and and uh, events and things like that. Also, Free People of America, our Citizens Union 501 c four. For Political Activism is, is a website that's also coming soon. You can sign up and get involved there. We're going to be doing a lot of things through there, especially in the swing states, potentially during the 2024 election campaign cycle. So um, that's it for me. I appreciate your viewership and listenership today and in the future. The great Professor Penn, we appreciate you being here again. Thank you very much. We got to have you back on sooner than later. It's been too long. Um, please, everybody make sure you subscribe to Professor Penn Podcast for a great historical and current analysis on American politics and other cultural matters as well. Um, The fight continues. Don't die a jerk off. And as always, Godspeed.